and uh, me and my dad were best friends. I mean, we were, uh, I would come home from school and uh, uh, it was my dad that was there <clears throat> for me. And uh, I love my father. And uh, one night, my brother, he was working on, my dad was working on his brakes. My brother was 16, I was 11. Okay. My brother came through the door and I knew by the look on his face, he didn't have to say anything, but I knew my daddy was dead in that garage. Mm. Wow. It was devastating. When you were 11? Um, when I was 11. I went out there in the garage and they tried to revive my father and he was gone. Uh, it really, my life turned upside down because being the youngest, all of my older siblings, they left and it became just me and mama in the household. And now I don't have my dad. Now I don't have my, you know, siblings. It was just my mom's working to try to make ends meet. And uh, what did Jimmy do? You know, she'll tell him she'll step. Mama Bear will rise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, she will. I got to meet them. I got to meet the girl. I got to make sure she's good for him. I got like I have to vet them. And the guys, I'm like the first thing I tell them is if you can't bring her to church, you shouldn't be with her. If she ain't gonna come to church, you should not be with her. If you're embarrassed to bring her around us you should not be with her so good and That's... if she refuses to come then you absolutely should not be with her uh i was down for two counts of aggravated robbery how long was your sentence that second time down uh 10 years 10 aggravated okay. and uh, just got a set off and uh i just gave my life to christ uh got a set off and it's crazy for all you guys that are that are depressed because you just got a set off i'm going to tell you right now set off don't mean nothing that's right the next day I was on the chain Monday. I got the set off on Friday in the mail. Monday I'm on the chain going home. Wow. And that, that Saturday night I got saved. Scared the daylights out of his mom. Man. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Jay. Didn't so, even tell her he was I mean, coming. Uh, a set off don't mean nothing. It's uh, God's got the last word. Wow. And then I went home and uh, that's where my journey started. Been out 31 years. Mm, wow. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum. And this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Just having a little fun with the cameras. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gum, um, and this is my co-host, Jessa Lynn. How are you, Jessa? Good. In the background check, we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And we're brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize their future. We're also brought to you by so the am wait. amazing, incredible reentry firm called 
the way back. They are the uh, the premier reentry firm. They do everything. They they literally do everything uh, you need them to do in um, in uh, in reentry. Okay, uh, literally, if you read it on the on the screen, there's counseling, there's programming skills. I mean, different skills they can teach you. They can um, close hygiene, bus passes, different things like that, and uh, everything you need to help you get back on your feet. Except the housing, um, you know, will they may they may have some connections with landlords. I don't know, but uh, I don't even know that. Uh, I'll find out. But um, but they're amazing, and uh, you got to call them when you get out. Set an appointment. They will meet you. They'll, you'll go to their office. They'll meet you. They'll get you in your in their system, and they'll take care of you. And they will stay with you um, as long as you as long as you will stay with them. Uh, they'll help you out, you know. Stay in touch with them, and they'll always help you out. So, uh, thank you for watching the show. Again, uh, we're getting several hundred new subscribers per week, and so thank you to all of you who are subscribing that are brand new. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Welcome to Forgiven Felons. Welcome to our world. Go back and watch some of the earlier episodes back from June, mid-June. <laughs> I think we were uh, doing... I was small. Yeah, and, and this studio, the studio wasn't even finished mm-hmm. in June. Yeah. And so... I um, think the first time you recorded in the studio was July 4th. 4th was not done. Really? Yeah, July 4th. We still did... There was all gray walls. Oh, there was yeah. no carpet. There was nothing. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're having fun in the thing now, but we've been recording for almost seven, eight months, nine months, whatever it is. And, um, and we're glad you're here. We're glad you're tuning in, but go back and watch some of the earlier episodes and some, you know, every once in a while we'll get a letter in Jessa that will say, I've been a long time podcast listener. That's like, that's the audio version. So in Texas, they've had them for what, a year and a half, two years, maybe at the most, some of the earlier, uh, some of the earlier units, but. Uh, you talk about people from, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, you know, those guys, Missouri, been watching or been listening ever since 2020. Yeah, that's like our old house before Back, we even moved. And there wasn't even any other uh, podcasts on the tablets at that time. And so uh, so we were, and then, and then we got on in Texas, and then everybody else started calling and asking us, hey, how do you get on? How do you get on the podcast? And uh, Or how do you get on the tablets? And so... You know, now uh, now it's easy, and now everybody's doing it, and we're loving it. We're having a good time. Uh, don't forget to uh, call us when you get out. Text us, email, uh, look us up. We'll get you that T-shirt. We want to welcome home Leaf, Leaf Botany, who was uh, did 19 years, mostly a lot at the Ellis unit, and uh, he was at the um, uh, – he, he got out of the uh, sale unit. What's up, sale? Walker Sale and Breckenridge. I miss you guys. I miss you guys. I've been out there back when the old chaplain was there a few times. Um, and so when you get out, make sure you get out. Make sure you call, call us. us. We want to give you a free Keep Calm, I'm a Forgiven Felon t-shirt. We got more people that came that visited this weekend. Uh, we got some video. We got some video of... Um, oh, are you going to show the guys? Yes, we're going to show the guy, Ooh. Robert Juglin. And uh, so we're excited. We're excited. Uh, we had a great Sunday. Sunday was amazing. Well, me, it wasn't very great. You were sick. You were sick. I was sick. You were home. And my ankle. Your ankle. Your ankle's gotten worse. Your ankle never got better. So, 
Uh, I'll show you some pictures. I'll put some pictures up there of her ankle. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's a great two sprain, and uh, we're having to take care of it now. She's gonna she's gonna be missing. She's missing the volleyball tournament today. Yeah. So uh, that's sad because you're missing practice and the tournament. So, um, but yeah, we had a great day last Sunday. So uh, Jennifer and Joni came from the Titus House. It's a ladies' transitional sober living house in uh, in Weatherford, and uh, I just spent. Um, Gosh, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes talking to Hallie, the director. And I'm going to put their address up there. And so I think they have a spot or two open. I'm not sure. But they got a couple houses. And so just give them a call, ladies. It's another resource for the ladies. And uh, and then let's see. We'll put Dawn, um, Dawn Atkins, Radical Restoration. We've talked about that house before. Uh, they've actually been on... Um, They've been on the podcast. They were on episode four. So if you've been listening to our Ooh. podcast for a long time, you already know who Ron yeah. and Dawn is. Also, it is. says they're going to have him. We're going to have him on soon, right? Yes. We're going to have her husband. Uh, her husband, uh, Dawn, did. Uh, sen- he, sen- he never should have got out of prison. He never should have got out. And uh, we had them on on episode four of our audio podcast. Great. It's an hour and a half long, but go listen to it. It's fun. Um, she had 46 felonies, and uh, he had, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was sentenced to five 99-year life sentences, pretty much. And so, and then they got out, and God put them together, and they found each other, and they're married, and they're, you know, and she's radically restored, wrote a book, and got the house, and mm-hmm. she just got, so she just got, we're going to put her address up again, her new address, because she just got approved for a, I think it's a 20-woman house. 20? Yeah. And they moved from, like, I think Georgetown or. Somewhere to like Burnett or Burkett or That's something. That's cool. I'll put the address up. So we got two more, and I got some other ladies' uh, house addresses that uh, you can write to anyway. All right, well, let's get this show on the road. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Social Dallas. Go listen to last week's. Uh, go listen to last week's. It's called Thanks But No Thanks. I listened to it. It was pretty it's good. It's called Thanks But No Thanks. And um, and it's a pretty good. They, they, they called me on stage, and I had my Detroit. I had my, I had my Detroit Lions uh, jersey Robert, on. Robert, he called. He he called me he's out. Got mad at him. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "We should have done a clothing check before I called you guys up here." Um, but it's just talking about the um, the ten lepers that were healed. Nine were healed, and were ungrateful. One was healed and whole, made whole, because he was grateful. And uh, so so. Um, so yeah, we um, so these two ladies, Joni and Jennifer, drove from the Titus House from Weatherford to come to Social Dallas. All right, and uh, we got a little shout out from them too. Hey everyone, Pando Universe. I'm here with Jennifer. What's up, Jennifer? Hey. We just went to Social Dallas. How- the best. The best. She's at a, a transitional house uh, in in Weatherford. Yes. Talk about that for a minute. Well, Weatherford is amazing, and um, Hallie, our uh, lady that runs everything. What's the name of the place? Um, it's called uh, Titus Two. All so, right, and they are um, parole approved, right? Yes, yes. So we're going to give you the address, ladies. You're all wanting another another resource for Ladies Transitional House, so we're going to put the address at yes. the end of this episode. So watch the whole episode, yes. and then and then get the address. All right. Yes. And then get the social when you get out, right? Yes. You drove it's all the, the way best. from Weatherford. Yes, an hour. For those, and a half. Yeah, hour and a half drive. So worth it. So worth it. Yes. All right, we love y'all, Pandoverse. 
Oh, and uh, you got some shout outs, right? Yes, and I want to give a shout out to um, everybody at Plain State and at Marlin. I love y'all very much, and y'all keep your head up. It'll be awesome when you get out, I promise. You want to mention any names? Um, Jasmine, I love you. I love you so much. And everybody else, I love you. All right. <laughs> See y'all. I love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> there's one more shout out to Sean. Sean Johnson, I love you. And keep your head up. You're the best. All right. You sure that's it? That's it. Okay. All right. I think that's it. Stay tuned. There may be more. But breakfast Bible study, Robert showed up with his friend David from the other transitional house that they're at. I forgot what it's called. Angels something. Uh, it's a men's transitional home. Anyway, he brought David. David turned 44, and he said it's the first birthday that he can remember that he wasn't in jail or drunk or high. So we sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you. Yay! How old are you, David? 44. 44. He said he was about to get a job and he needed some solid color t-shirts and steel-toed boots. He didn't have any money. Mm. So Anthony, Those are expensive. So Anthony went to his room. Anthony, our forgiven felon, went to his mm. room and brought out some steel toe boots for David. Just gave them to him. Happy birthday. Hello. Uh, and then Robert juggled for us. He's been telling us he's a juggler. That and he good. is good. You're going to love it. You're going to love this episode. Uh, you're going to love this video. Okay. Mom, Hang on. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Robert. How do you say your last name? Curris. Curris. All right. And... Uh, he stays at another transitional house, but he comes and hangs out with us here at uh, uh, at Forgiven Felons Breakfast Bible Study, and uh, and and he's a juggler, and so he's going to perform for us this morning. And do you need music or anything? You sure? Yeah. All right. Y'all are going to participate. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> um, first, I just want to say I spent a total of twenty nine years in prison, eighteen years in solitary confinement, and it's only by the grace of God that I'm out here in the free world, I'm alive, and that forgiving felons and being a part of everything. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to my brother Mark Engel on Bill Clements' unit, all my Kairos brothers at the Boyd unit, and to each and everybody that's in prison or wherever you're watching this from, uh, God is good, and he changed my life, gave me another chance. With that... Um, I'm going to show y'all a little bit of juggling. I'm going to need everybody's participation. Everybody, so, uh, secure your coffee. Secure okay. your coffee. What I want everybody to do, when I, when I throw an orange under my leg, I want everybody to say, ooh. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Give it some room. There we go. All right. Let's try it one time. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> okay. When I throw it behind my back, I want everybody to say, ah. Here we go. Ah. All right. I think y'all are ready. Here we go. We do need some music. I'm gonna play some music when I come. Here we go. You ready? Ooh. 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 Ah. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, I see it. Okay. Okay. 
continue to feed feed my soul with with uh with god and everything and that's uh participating here at forgiven felons reading the bible and uh also uh juggling gets me a little bit hungry so everybody watch the apple everybody see the apple yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ah. yum. Yum. Wow, all right, good job. All right, what else are we going to do? Is that it? That's it. Oh, man, that's good. Good job. What do y'all think, everybody? I got one thing to say. I used to watch the videos of Forgiven Felons. And for everybody that's out there in prison or wherever you're watching this from, everything they say in the videos and that they do here is 100% real. They helped me transition back back out here without um, falling short and going back to using. And it's just everything here is real. So believe everything you see on the videos. Amen. All right, y'all give Robert a hand. Okay, y'all, I am here at Social Dallas uh, still with, uh, with jo uh, I'm sorry, Dodger. Dodger, Dodger, like L.A. Dodger, yeah. uh, Delaney, right? Yeah. Blake. And Blake, what's up, y'all? What up, what up? Hey, how was church this morning? Hey, do y'all have any shout outs? Hey, church was great. Service was great. We're shouting out to Michael Ivy uh, at All Red Unit. And uh, um, we're praying for you. Keep your head up. Know that we love you and we're grateful for you showing us Social Dallas. You shining your light on us, even while you're in, in there. And so we're ready for you to get out and come to Social. But until then, we're praying for you. Love you, Uncle Mike. Love you. We love you. And Uncle Mike, I don't even know you yet, but uh, what's up? Hi from Forgiven Felons, a background check. And also all you other guys uh, from the All Red Unit, uh, Wendell Lindsay, uh, uh, Michael Mangeli, what's up? And then let's see. Well, I know Mike now. So, all right. Michael Ivy. We love y'all, All Red Unit. Love you guys. Love y'all. Uh, so let me see here. Yeah, we're going to have Ron on and the judge that sentenced him. Um, so yeah. And also the laws of growth guys, um, we got the notes coming. Obviously you saw, we skipped, uh, this past Wednesday, but we got notes coming and, uh, we're going to send them to your tablet. We're going to create them. You know, it's just, we weren't going to be able to mail the hard copy notes out there for you to write on, but we're going to, we're just going to send you notes and, uh, and maybe some, some notes that aren't in the video that you can also, uh, just discuss and talk about on your own. So, um, anyway, all right, let's see what else, what else, what else. Uh, the Wisdom Challenge. So today is Saturday the uh, 3rd, and um, and so uh, we're going to be reading Chapter 3. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesse, you probably didn't know I was doing the Wisdom Challenge. We're doing the Wisdom Challenge. I didn't challenge. know you were doing it. I didn't know you were doing the so Wisdom Challenge with the guys at the house. Mm -hmm. 
but people in prison are doing it with us too. My ankle hurts so bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have had the camera on you while I was drinking. <laughs> okay, so today is Saturday. when uh, We're doing Proverbs 3 in the Wisdom Challenge. Now, even if you don't have the book, even if you don't have the book, this is you what the book looks like. Along. There's a there's a just a, an inspirational verse on the front, and that's what that one says. And then on the left hand side, it says my verse, verse. and then uh, my, my insight. All right, so um, so it's kind of like an inference. So the uh, the the inspiration verse for today, Luke two fifty two, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God man. So it's another Bible verse that just talks about wisdom. All right, does that sound good? You know what I mean. So now we got to read. Proverbs chapter three. We're oh. going to do that real quick since I'll do it since you didn't have, uh, since you don't have, um, Bible app there on your uh, phone yet. All right. Uh, this is, um, Proverbs chapter three. We're reading it on, um, February 3rd, the wisdom challenge. And then you're going to write your verse down and your insight on that verse. Let's pray real quick before we do it. Father, thank you for this, uh, this uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for healing Jess's ankle. Thank you for healing everybody else who needs a touch from you right now. Whatever you whatever you need a touch from in your body, just lift it to the Lord right now. Lord, we ask you to touch them right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for, uh, we thank you for this day. Holy Spirit, illuminate your word, God's word to us and tell us what you want us to, to get out of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, trusting in the Lord. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Verse three, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. You want to know how to live the best life, your best life here? Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people. And then you will earn a good reputation. That's that's how you live the best version of yourselves. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body, Gemma. Jessa, strength for your bones. I'm so sorry I called you Gemma. Um, and strength for your bones. You want to know how, how to have healing for your body and strength for your bones? Uh, what does it say to do? It says, uh, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. That's kind of like the tithe. Okay, mm-hmm. your first fruits. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats with overflow, uh, will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects his children. children. <laughs> corrects and those the he other loves, way around. Uh, just as a father corrects his child in whom he delights. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver. And her wages are far better than are better than gold. Uh, wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left hand. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. 
Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I will help you. If you got soups now and somebody needs a soup, give them a soup. Don't say, wait till commissary. And then I get, get, go get go to your locker and get you a soup and give that person. Do not, don't plot harm against your neighbor for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without a reason when no one has done you harm. Come on, everybody in prison. And even out here in our marriage with your sister, <laughs> don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. There is a very good reason. Uh, She's very annoying. I don't know. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. When you see people in prison being violent, don't envy them. Don't copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. Do you have a verse that you liked in there? Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. You know where I learned it? My grandma's shower curtain. Your grandma's, your grandma's shower curtain? Like, like uh, mommy's mom? Oh, okay. She had it on her shower curtain and I memorize it when I'm in the bathroom. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> you know, I like, um, let me see. Uh, don't say, do not pick a fight. Don't say, do not No. Let me see here. Uh, I'll show you the one that stood out to me the most. Uh, here it is. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. That's a good Common one. sense and discernment. If you have common sense and discernment, Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe. Common sense and discernment keep you safe, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes on the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap as long as you hang on to common sense and discernment. You will not end up like me. That's my insight. All right. All right. Uh, are we done with our show? No. Our, our, oh, you got a joke. I got two Joy jokes. Joy the Lord is our strength. Okay. Go, Jessa. So I got one Christian funny joke, and I got one really funny joke. All right. Okay, my first one. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? Do you want me to answer? No. All right, go ahead. A stick. A stick. A boomerang that doesn't come back is a stick. stick. <laughs> All right. What's the next Okay. One? This one's the Christian joke, and it's really funny. What did Adam say when he 
when he was asked his favorite holiday? Hmm. You answer this one. I think I know this one. I think he said, Merry Christmas Eve. No, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, it's it's Christmas Eve. Eve. It's Christmas Eve. But he, he also, I'm sure he also had a Merry Christmas Eve. No, it's just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um any okay. dad jokes uh let's do a dad joke here we go the joy of the lord is our strength uh what did the mouse say when he snatched the cheese without getting caught in the trap i think i've heard this one i don't know what did the mouse say when he snatched when he grabbed that cheese Without getting caught in the trap, he said, "Cheddar luck next time." Cheddar luck. Next I, time. I know. I get it. I just think there's so many ways that joke can be. Better luck next time. Ha ha ha! All right, that's funny. Right. <laughs> Listen, we got a great show uh, today. Is uh, the first episode of Love Month? Okay, we got lots of things happening in February. We got. What are some things you're celebrating at school? Um, there's a Valentine's dance. Valentine's, so that's Love Month. What else? Um, what else y'all uh, celebrate in February? Valentine's Day. What else besides oh. Valentine's? Oh, mommy's birthday. Uh, who? Mommy's birthday. You celebrate that at school? No. I wish. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the hundredth day of school. Okay. <laughs> we celebrate Black History Month. Oh, at school. <laughs> we haven't even started talking about that. <laughs> All right, well, we're in February now, right? Rabbits, rabbits, okay? <laughs> any of your other families do rabbits, rabbits growing up or even now? Or my mom, my, my wife's family just grew up on the first. They, they say rabbits, rabbits, rabbits to everybody. And it's like a... At it, 12 o'clock, I say rabbits, rabbits to him. You got to be the first one to say it or you lose or I don't know what you win. <laughs> I don't know. I beat that this morning. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, anyway... Um, so we got, we got, it's love month. So we got a love story coming up. Jimmy and Beth Humphus. Okay. He's been out of prison 30 something years and, uh, 31 years. They have a great, a great way that they met. Uh, they met at a bar. He was backsliding. She was not a Christian. They also run turning back, no turning back ministry, which they have oh, like, yeah. they have like four or five houses for men. They're going to open up two more, I think. We're gonna put two more. So if y'all if y'all remember if y'all wrote their address down, write them again if you need a place. Okay, SOs they only take SOs. So um, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Um, so they they have a great story, and he also goes into the Venus unit. What's up, Venus? Come on, Sanders, that's his unit. Uh, we got you guys. We got you guys. So uh, so we're excited. Um, Chessa, why don't you just say a quick prayer to close this part of the episode? Okay. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you that the month of February happened. And thank you that it is going to be Valentine's Day. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, uh, just to let you kind of give you a little snippet of the rest of the month, we also have um, a state representative coming on the show. That's cool. A state representative. All right, and uh, oh, by the way, I am officially going for the 49ers. All right. I don't care. I don't like how the Super care. Bowl is turning out. Uh, well, you don't. You you need to cheer for the Chiefs because you're a Cowboys fan. You don't want them to get uh, the 49ers to get one more ring than you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm a Cowboy hater. So this is the way I am. Yeah. 
the way I am uh, doing my uh, choosing is I didn't really want I don't I, I don't really want the Chiefs to win. Um, they won last year. I'm, well, I'm not even a Patrick Mahomes fan, really. You know, I know he's from Texas, but um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want him to win. I don't want them to win. Uh, but I didn't want the 49ers to win either because then, then they, they would be tied with tied you, with us. But you hate the Cowboys Christian, so much. I hate the Cowboys so much that that I want the 49ers to have one more than than the Cowboys. <laughs> That's how much he hates the Cowboys. So, he even turned this. To the Steelers side. Yeah, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey is a great man of God. Brock Purdy's a great man of God, so we're cheering for them. Go 49ers, all right? Boom. Don't let your background hold you back. Make it pay you back. We'll see y'all next week. Have a great weekend. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And today we are here with our good friends, Jim, Jimmy and Beth Humphus. How are y'all doing today? Good. Good. Glad Good. to be here. It's Glad been to be too here. long. It's been too long. Um, we've been trying to get, I've been thinking about getting you guys on forever. And um, and now I think it's just a lot more fresh because um, uh, Preston, you know, got out, right. came to y'all's, came to y'all's yes. transitional house. And, That's right. And, uh, and I need to, hang on just a second. Oh, because I'm, all right. I set the camera. I'm like, why am I not in the middle of the camera anymore? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we, uh, it just, I think having Preston there at right. your place yeah. and him talking to me a lot. And uh, I just made me think, you know, I'm, it's time to have you, have you guys on. Right. And because your story, y'all's story, um, the one thing I don't think I know with you guys is how y'all actually met. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to hearing that story. Right. Uh, I can't wait to hear that part. So, um, uh, but just, you know, right now, real quick, you guys introduce yourselves, your family, uh, your business, you know, uh, just introduce who you are now. And then we'll kind of get back and, right. do a, and do a background check. But the the purpose of the background check podcast is to, is to uh, see how, like the slogan you heard, I said, we need to let our background pay us back. Not hold us back. That's Absolutely. right. And, like and you guys, you yeah. are making your background. You know, yes. the, the, and, and I get it from the verse that says, "The thief, let him steal no more, but let him pay back seven, eight times." That's and right. so, my background stole a lot from me. That's it stole right. Time. It stole money. That's right. It stole relationships. That's it stole, right. It stole uh, employee being an employee. I mean, it stole everything from me. Right. And I'm not going to just let it sit back there and do nothing. That's right. Exactly. I'm going to put it to work. I'm there gonna, you go. I'm going to put a demand on it to make it pay me back. And every time I share my story, every time we do an episode, every right. time I share my story with somebody at the store, uh, the guys on the bus, right. wherever, when you share your story, you're making your background. Absolutely. Back. Whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's with one person or whether you go to speak Absolutely. to several hundred at the unit, right. whatever it is. And uh, and so, so you guys have been making your background pay you back for a long time. And at some point, uh, uh, an awesome woman came alongside you, decided she wanted to... Uh, be with you while you, right. uh, you know, show people that uh, the, the redemption they can have uh, That's right. the way you have it. And so, so I, I know what you do. I know what y'all do, how well you do it. Not everybody knows yet. So introduce yourselves and uh, for all of our listeners out here and then all the inmates listening mm-hmm. through Pando and the audio podcast all across the nation in right. jails and prisons. Absolutely. Well, I want to first start off and just uh, introduce myself. My name is Jimmy Humphus, and uh, I guess, you know, uh, to let everybody know, uh, basically it takes one to know one. 
I am a ex-offender. Uh, I've been to prison two times, and uh, so so I, you're a forgiven felon. I mm-hmm. I am. I am because way before felon. when God gave me that phrase, forgiven felon, he's it was a mindset change. Right. It wasn't even the name of the ministry while I was in prison. It's like this is the mindset change I need you to have. That's right. And I need everyone you come in contact with that that has a past and is a felon to let them know they're not just a, a felon. Because right. that adjective in That's front of the right. noun gives a That's new description of yeah. the noun. Absolutely. It gives it more so, power. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, when people say I'm an ex-con or ex-convict or whatever, like, well, you can say that too, but you're you're a forgiven felon. If you've given your heart to the Lord, you're a forgiven felon. Absolutely. So I like that. That is very important, uh, what you say, Jay. Um, you know, I got my aha moment uh, on the Cofield unit. Um uh, Wait, we're going to get in your background in a minute. Tell who you are now, what you do now. Family, oh, okay. family, right. business, everything. We'll, we'll, well, uh, we'll do I the background a, check in a little bit. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I have an electrical business, uh, J&B Electric. Uh, What's the J&B stand for? Jimmy and Beth. Okay. That is right. Beth, and I, I'm Jimmy, by the way. So. <laughs> okay, Jimmy, by the way, start your, yeah, keep telling your but, story. Uh, I also have a ministry called No Turning Back Ministry, and uh, – uh, now, why did you name it that? Because, you know, uh, the, uh, getting back to uh, a little bit of my background, I tested that theory. Uh, the first time I got out of prison, Jay, I looked back and, uh, you know, I came back. Lots of wife. The second time I got out, man, I did not look back, man. I was saved. I, uh, I knew without a doubt okay. that uh, I, was, I was a new man. Uh, I guess I've never asked why you named it No Turning Back. I mean, you got the song, No Turning Back. Right. Well, that's that's it's crazy because uh, when I first met Beth 20 years ago, we got plugged into a church called, <clears throat> excuse me, Lillian First Baptist Church. Okay. And, uh, man, there was this this older dude in, in the office. We were doing a Bible study, and he was uh, – I, I knew the guy from being in a bluegrass band, you know, and he got to talking. And I am not kidding. Uh, I asked him, I said, well, hey, hey, bro, what is your what is your bluegrass band name? And he goes, it is No Turning Back Bluegrass Band. And I'm like, Jay, it was like something went off in my head yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. Wow. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing prison ministry. I'm thinking about going back into the prisons. I said, can I have that name? <laughs> and the dude goes, he goes, well, Jim, he goes, you know, Saul said that there's nothing under the sun that we can't have. And I'm like, so I can have it. And he goes, sure. He said, it's not mine to give. He said, it's not mine to give. So I ran with it. No Turning Back was birthed, man, man. 20 years ago. And, That's awesome. And if you ask the guy today, uh, when, it's funny because when I see him, his name is Paul Stimson. When I see him, he's like, Jim, if I would have known uh, what I know now about your ministry, I don't think I would have gave you that name because <laughs> everybody gets us mixed up with, you know, and it's like band, everybody's yeah. talking about no turning back, you know, out, out there in Johnson County. And uh, it's just so funny, man. But, uh, man, uh, that's how no turning back was kind of birthed. And it was just a, a thought. And I, I was already wanting to do prison ministry, but I didn't have a name to go with it. And I said, Lord, I said, uh, Help me find a name to fit this ministry. And, man, it just it just fit with my story of, like, and I told Paul in the office, I said, Paul, there's, you know, there's a saying. I was so excited. There's a saying, if you, if you, if you look back, you're going to come back. And I said, man, that is a perfect name for a prison ministry. So 
you know, that's kind of how we, we got the name and uh, started it. out. You know? I love it. And I it, love just, it. it just fits, man, with uh, everything we do. There, There is no turning back, you know. All right. So how many kids you got? We've got six girls. Uh, uh, we have six daughters uh, and uh, two grandsons. Okay. Uh, I got the grandsons by way of taking a guy, taking a fella uh, that his mother uh, called me. And we have a transitional house, by the yeah, way. We have yeah. multiple transitional houses. How many you got now? Five. Uh, I think we got five, five houses. Nice. And uh, that's a funny story uh, I was sharing with you earlier about uh, the Lord blessed us with, with two grandsons. And it was only by way of I picked up a guy and his mother called me. And uh, she's like, called me five weeks in a row. I'll never forget her name was Jody. And she said, Jim, I have a, uh, I have a son that uh, I want him to come. And every time that she would uh, describe her son, every week she would go through uh, the blue eyes and the big smile. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, so uh, I get it, you know. So every week I would say, I'm sorry, we're full, we're full, we're full. Well, on that fifth week, I called her back and um, she, uh, I said, look, Jody, I'm going to take your son. And I said, but I don't know why, but I think I'm going to go down and pick him up. I said, I normally don't do this. Yeah. So I went down to Huntsville to pick him up, and uh, everybody was out, and he was the last one. And I already went back to the, the parking lot to call Beth. And I said, hey, I don't think this guy's here. So this was back in, in the day when they released everybody yes. from Huntsville. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. And uh, so I went back, and sure enough, I seen this dude, man, with blue eyes and a big smile. There it is. And I looked at him, and I said, Tyler and he goes yes sir Jimmy and I said yes sir uh, I said I said these words I said son are you ready to go back are you ready to come home and he goes yes sir so I got to know the guy and I found out that he was very very seasoned in the word made him an associate pastor made him a teacher he ended up marrying my daughter wow I've got two grandsons wow. by him right now. Wow. There it is, Jay. There's the blessing right there. Man. Uh, man, six. When you you really learn to uh, really appreciate <laughs> that, when you have six daughters and you wanted a son, and I never did, you know, I, I'm like, man, I guess this is it. We're not, she's not going to have no more kids, you know, and she's like, nope. Nope. You had your chance and that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm just left out like, you know, kind of like, Oh man, I was you know wanting a boy. You know, well, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, so I've got two grandsons that uh, I'm very proud of, and it it is by way of you know the Lord just blessing us. It's just a blessing for Amen. what we do. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like here, so cool. You know, my ways are better than your ways. So now I can like give them back. You know, when uh, when I'm tired of them. You know what I'm saying? And. <laughs> Yes, know, yes, but, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. All right. I'm think. I think we're tired of hearing from you. Let's hear from. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Jimmy, we love to have fun. We love to. We love to crack up. So there's going to be some, some fun, some fun, and some, some crying, and some serious, and some whatever. But, um, but, but yeah, uh, we're good friends, and uh, even if we only talk a couple times a year, it, it feels like you know. That's right. It feels like it's just the day before that we talk. You know. That's and right. So, uh, when you have a when you have a strong spiritual connection like that, it just it's right. it's better. So, but anyway, with that said, Beth, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm Beth. I am. You're the B in I Beth. Am, I am the B okay. in the J and B Electric. He says that a lot, and I 
when he first started saying that, I'd give him a look and go, really? <laughs> it, it, it does, you know, yeah. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like when you're, I don't know if y'all have the problem on the Android, but on the iPhone, the a lot of times, if you're going too fast and then you hit send before you look at it, it sends at the end, instead right. of the period or, or whatever, it sends the letter B. Yes, mine does that for the space bar. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not what I said. I know, because yeah. it's like so uncomfortable, because yeah. like, wait a minute, why are you calling me B? Yeah, so, but yes, I am the B in the J&B Electric. Um, do the wor- I lead worship at the church, at No Turning Back, on Sunday mornings. and So tell us more about the church, how it got started. Uh, Jimmy didn't really elaborate too much, but uh, so just tell us, why did y'all start a church? Really, it was kind of, we started out trying to do a support group. Okay. And we got our support group up and running, and then God just kind of opened the door and opened the door. We really needed our own place um, simply because we knew what God called us to do. He called us to have a place where people who had been to prison could come and not be judged, not be questioned, not be looked at any differently, regardless whether they had tattoos, whether they had piercings, whether they whatever it was that they had done it didn't matter we wanted a safe place for them to come that they could come and get plugged in um if they are called to preach if they're called to teach if they're called to worship they could come and they could start using the gifts that god had given them and not just become stagnant and allow um, us give us the opportunity to really walk beside them and teach them what it's like to live on the outside without you know how to shed some of that prison mentality and get rid of the hardness and, and know how to be a Christian on the outside as opposed to on the inside. Cause it's so vastly different. It really is. And a lot of people don't realize, um, they don't realize that even, even the strongest Christian that has done 30 years in prison is going to, uh, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a, a time of just being a Christian out here, Mm -hmm. different temptations, different, uh, behaviors, different attitudes from everybody around you, you Absolutely. know, where you're used to having to be either guarded or, uh, or head on a swivel, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, out here, it's like, you've got to, you've got to change some things, you know? Yeah, gotta... absolutely. And a lot of, um, a lot of men and women coming out of prison carry a lot of shame yep. and a lot of guilt. And to walk into a church and automatically have everybody turn and look at you whether they're thinking it or not, the person that's just come out of prison and walks in there automatically assumes that everybody there is looking at them going, oh, they just came out of prison. Yeah. So we wanted to open a safe space where everybody had been to prison. So it didn't matter what you looked like. It didn't matter what you did. Right. It didn't matter. You are welcome. You are safe. And you can just come and worship the Lord. And we try to, um, I can't think of what the word is, imitate, or we try to bring prison worship services to right. a church because prison worship services are so powerful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, church services in prisons are amazing, and so it's hard to find that at a church in the outside. And so we wanted to try and, you know, bring some, incorporate, there we go, right. incorporate prison worship into yeah. the outside world. We're a very uh, diverse uh, church as far as, uh, man, we're, you know, I tell people all the time, that really we're just a hospital for the sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is which is what the church is supposed to exactly. be. Exactly. Exactly. So, man, like she said, we're trying to bring that atmosphere, uh, that prison worship, which is like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing like it, to 
uh, the outside. And it's, it's really, uh, you know, if you look at our church as a whole, in the pews, you're going to have, we had a, a police uh, chief of police. We had a prison guard. We had an inmate, and it was like another prison guard. Uh, so when I say diverse, it is like, man, it's like we're coming together uh, because the one thing that we have in common is Jesus Christ. Right. Absolutely. And it's really, uh, it, it is so powerful when uh, we can we can put off our uniforms and just worship Jesus Christ as one. Yeah. But for the most part, it's for the uh, ex-offender to come and not be judged and not be looked at, man, because of your piercings or your tattoos, man, and just be loved and just be uh, welcome, just like you are, you know. So and, good. Uh, uh, so we're, we're trying to keep that uh, zeal level, that's that that uh, um, that uh, excitement that uh, we feel in prison when we go inside the prisons, man. It's it's the same thing with no turning back. We're not we're not a dull church, man. It's like yeah. very exciting, a lot of great things that are going on. So I'm sorry, go ahead, Beth. You know, when I read it, what, what made me think of uh, I thought of something when y'all were both talking about that. Uh, when I was in prison, I read a book called by uh, J. Oswald Sanders, uh, Spiritual Leadership. Right. And there's a chapter on on fervor, spiritual fervor, keeping your spiritual fervor, mm-hmm. keeping that flame lit, keeping right. that, you know. And one of the most impactful prison, oh, I'm sorry, one of the most impactful church services I've ever been a part of was in prison. Mm-hmm. The most, Absolutely. The most, almost, I want to say the almost as close as, you can get to heaven like it's raw it's unfiltered it's yeah and uh, it is so anointed a <clears throat> hundred men on a sunday morning was was singing how great is our god i preached on uh, onesimus the book of philemon right a, a different prodigal son story mm-hmm. absolutely where paul said you know he 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 used to not be any, anything good but now he's useful for right. ministry and um you know and 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 then I sang, I sang, we all sang some some songs. I sang When God Ran. It's the Prodigal Son story by Benny Hester. It, it's a beautiful song. But the most impactful part of that service was when I was standing there singing. I wasn't, you know, the worship team was up there. I was in the crowd with the guys. And the guards, it was all inmate-led, so they had a couple guards in there. Guards were lifting their hands worshiping. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and I mean that's how thick God's presence was in there. And I right. never, that's I right. never felt anything like that. I've been to men's groups, I've been to men's breakfasts, and to this day, I haven't been able to feel the same. You know, and, right? Um, and it's just it's crazy because I mean you had you have people from all walks of life in that service. You had old people, young people, middle aged. You had so many different um, styles of worship. And even the people that were just there closing their eyes who never really lifts their hands, you could feel that they were worshiping on a different level mm-hmm. than they ever felt before. It's real. So it is, it's, it is um, the real, real deal. I, uh, Don't cut. Uh-uh. I, I, I was out here a couple of years ago. We were at our other church and we, it was part of an Easter thing. And that service I was telling you about in prison was Easter. Oh, yeah. Easter Sunday, and I got out two days after that. Okay. Oh wow! So that was my last. My last Sunday in prison was Easter Sunday. I I preached, I sang, and I got to hear the the hundred men sing "How Great Is Our God," and I didn't think I'd ever be a part of another, feel anything like that. Right. Two years ago, 
the Saturday morning before Easter. The kids are out there doing their big Exapalooza thing with the church, and and then and then and then our kids had to come in and practice for Sunday morning. They're part of the Sunday morning Christmas or Easter service, and I'm I'm watching them in practice. They're practicing for the next day, which is Easter. And I mean, I've been out at that point was I've been out 17 and a half years. So at that point, it was 15 years. And so Easter is always really because I went in right before Easter and I got out right after Easter. So three years later. So, so Easter is a very impactful time for my life. And so I'm sitting there at practice in the stadium seats and I'm watching my daughters who are going to be performing on Easter. And they're singing a song on stage. I can't even remember what it was. But at the time, they were all singing it. And even the people watching in practice were all singing it together. And it was almost like the presence of God just fell in that in that worship center. That's awesome. And it reminded me, and it felt like that same presence mm-hmm. of the from the service that I was in prison, right. where I was on stage ministering in word and song. And now here I am, 15 years later, watching my daughters mm-hmm. minister on stage right. for Easter. That's yeah. awesome. And I'm just like, oh. God. There it is. Yeah. It's Full crazy, circle. crazy, crazy. So, so, all right. So we know about the, the business. We know you got, you got six, six daughters, yeah. six daughters. I got yeah. two. I don't know if I can handle four more. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, Our life is your very gray fun. hair is coming. Brother. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Very challenging, but, uh, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, They're fun my, though, right? I wouldn't fun. trade my they girls for nothing, man. They're uh, each uh, each one of them have their own personality. Uh, I see me and you know her both, and and each one of them, you know, and it's really it's really uh, just awesome, uh, you know, to uh, experience. Who would ever thought that I would have six daughters, you know? Uh, but the Lord, the Lord has a sense of humor. He knows what He's doing, you know, and. Uh, I love them, you know. It is, One of the things that uh, they actually grew up, all of them, in, in the ministry. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's that's cool. That's the good yeah. part. And it's, it. uh, it, it's really good to see them that uh, they they uh, they love these guys, just like you were telling me about your daughter. Yeah. You know, just, and, uh, just like we do. They're innocent, you know, and they see no... Uh, you know their their past. They don't they don't look at that. They look at who they are today. You know, and that's really cool. To when they grow up, it's like wow, you're you're becoming just like us and yeah. have that agape love uh, in your heart. You know, for yeah. people. Hey, I got a question. So the church is on the square in Venus. Yes, it is. And uh, what time is your church service? <laughs> Somewhere between ten thirty and eleven thirty. Ish. So ish. Ish. Yeah. We're not, we're not really uh, yeah. organized religion, Jay. Uh, we're we're we not just, really organized. We yeah. Uh, so. But you got. I mean, if you're inviting somebody, you got to give them a we time frame. Them, to... We usually tell them be there between about ten thirty, and we'll start somewhere between ten thirty and eleven thirty, or ten thirty and eleven. One, two, three. Who who knows? And then uh, and do you serve usually, coffee? Do you serve donuts? We you... have coffee. Uh, a lot of people will show up early and. And eat their breakfast there, you know, at okay. the church. Right. They'll bring Whataburger or whatever. Awesome. Um, and then we do have coffee back in the kitchen. And then our service is usually over somewhere around 1230. Okay. So we have a longer service, but it's it a lot of It just depends on, uh, you know, how, how I'm feeling, you know, sometimes. <laughs> how much coffee he's had. Yeah. That has a lot to do with it. Who's preaching. Yeah. 
Whether those are, guys are back there, whether there's back. a football game later or whatever. I mean, oh, no, he'll yeah, go longer if there's, there's a football if there's, game. When there's a football game, the guys in the back are like doing this: land the plane, land the plane. You know, and, and he I'm just like, goes oh. longer. He's like, oh, you want me to land the plane? Let me just go a little bit longer oh, here. Ten thousand more feet yeah. up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, well, um, you know, let's talk sports, though. You know, sports. Oh. What was sports for? Were you were you a big sports fan before you went to prison? I grew up uh, going to the Texas Rangers uh, every game. Uh, back in the old old back in the old all bleachers in the outfield, right? Seventy five, seventy six. My mother's part of that organization, so she took me out there every game. She was part of the uh, Texas Ranger Women's Club, and. Uh, Still in it today. She's ninety three. This is and, this uh, was her fiftieth. This yeah, twenty twenty three was her fiftieth year. Yeah, as wow. a, as part of the Texas Ranger so, Women's Club. Really, uh, I was uh, my mama. Now you posted a picture of her and you on Facebook at the yeah. game, right? Yeah, at the game. Yeah. Can I put? Can I post that on the? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I was. I love that. Because I grew up, my dad took right. us to the to the games. I grew up. My mother is uh, is a fan, whether they're winning or not. Yeah. Now she'll tell you her son, me, is uh, I get on the bandstand, you know, when they're. He's a fair uh, weather fan. I'm a fair weather fan, you know. So, but there's one thing, you know, uh, about this year, you know, I wanted them to go all the way for my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And they did, and it's like. Man, this is what I've been waiting for. What were you thinking after each round? Like, okay, because oh it, it almost felt like it, when it became, barely, I, I was like, golly, okay, we made it out of that round, and yes. I don't know how we made, even though we were dominating, I was like, all right, this has got to change at some point. We can't be this dominant all the way and through. Winning, winning away from home was another thing. Yeah. I've never seen that before. All those Eleven straight that, games, that you know, were set were pretty awesome. Yes, it's like, man, I can't believe this. This is going down. You know, for once, uh, they might. You know, because I was like, way, you know, because I was like, all right, we're dominating in a way that no one dreamed we could dominate. Exactly. So in my it's never mind, happened before. Sometimes that domination ends like as in a certain game in a certain series. Exactly. And honestly, as a longtime fan, I just kept waiting for that moment right. for when it was going to end. Me too. And then we get <laughs> to, then we get to the World Series. I'm like, okay, no, we're still we're we're going to dominate all the way through this. Exactly. We're, we're doing it. I'm right. Gonna, I'm believing, and so um, I'm not as I'm not as um, faithful or uh, believing when it comes to my Pittsburgh Steelers, but um, <laughs> uh, they don't even need to be in the playoffs, you know, but, uh, but anyway, did, did you ever, a lot of guys that come through our transitional house, uh, they will say that they used to be in sports, into right. sports, but watching sports in prison ruined them from wanting to watch it anymore. Absolutely. Did I you, can, did you uh, ever experience anything like that in prison? I can see that, you know, people get burned out, you know, in the day rooms and all the hoop and holler, you know, and it kind of, you come out into the world and it's like, you know, some people, it might affect some people like that, but I never really was uh, a real big sports fanatic, yeah. you know, like you are, Yeah. Uh, but my huge. mom is, you know, huge. I grew up around it. But you get to a time in your life where, man, them Rangers ain't ever going to win, so I'm just not even going to, you know. I think we were all there. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm back on the, you know. Back on the band. I'm a fan now, you know. and uh, But, no, I, I see what you're saying and what you're asking me, and it, it probably could happen, yeah. you know, uh, as far as uh, people really don't want anything to do with sports. Well, I, I don't know. Our guys, they still love – to watch all the sports on the weekends yeah. and during the week and they're talking about all the football games and they're talking about all the games and so it didn't affect that's any good. of our guys that's good that's good that's real yeah. good uh so uh, let me ask you a question about church 
uh, because I know that you serve SOs in your transitional house. Absolutely. That's all you serve. Um, how are they able to come to your church? Yes. Absolutely. We yeah. have zero children at our church. Okay. Absolutely. So what do you do with your own kids uh, during church? They go to their own church. They, okay. they, uh, they have a church that they go to, and, man, they're plugged into their church. Perfect. They, they right. love their church. Okay. But they also like our church, too, and they're kind of— they're kind of torn because they do like coming and fellowshipping with my guys. Yeah. And uh, I just made it a blanket rule that, hey, you know, it's just better that they they start, you know, finding their way in their church yeah. and uh, kind of uh, growing uh, in their relationship with Christ. Do you else. remember? Well, I'm, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you listened. Rick put me on his uh, radio show. I remember that. And that was our radio show, me and okay, Rick. Yeah, okay. I just never did really talk too much, but it was all Rick. Well, you weren't but, there that day. He was the only one there. He yeah. interviewed Rick me. Rick was the one that led it. Yeah, he and, started it. And, and it was then... it was no turning back uh, radio show. We were actually a radio oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been fun if you'd have been there that day that he interviewed me. I yeah, been, I was there great. sometimes. Uh, yeah. But uh, I told him, I said, hey, I got somebody for you, J. Dan Gum. I'll never forget that. Oh, you but, just wanted to send me in your place. You wanted to take the day <laughs> off. I got. I, you just used me for my body. All right, I get it. I no, more it. for the mouth. <laughs> the mouth. Talk, you know? Yeah, well, I knew I knew you and Rick. Uh, and, and Rick Hope was that pastor at First Baptist Lillian. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, well, that's where and, we got started. That's where I'm leading to this because he looked at me and he, he, he loved the fact that we took SOs. And he heard my passion for serving that right. demographic and how, how I did not want to serve that demographic mm -hmm. when I first got out of prison. Absolutely. And I told him my transformation and that war with God over right. 30 days and how it changed my life and how, how now some of my best friends have sexual offenses committed in their past. Right. But I trust them now more alone with my kids than Absolutely. some people that sit on the third row in church. Absolutely. Right. And when I told him that, he was just, he was almost crying. Yeah. And he said, man, he goes, I want so bad for their, he goes, I wish I could just have an, uh, my own separate church or church service and have nothing but SOs in the audience. Right. And when I look at, when I look at you and the church you have, the ministry you have, you're, you're, you're almost like walking in some of his dreams and hopes that he wished for that demographic. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny you say that because right after that, we did exactly that. We partnered up with no uh, with Lillian, No Turning Back Ministry, and he, we were that church uh, with another church, and we were growing more than his church was. And uh, it, hap it actually happened, didn't it? And Rick was very, Some very much involved. Rick Hope was, uh, when I first uh, moved to Venus, he he'd always said, he said, man, he said, I'm going to be your favorite cheerleader. Oh. He'd always say that, and he put me on a pedestal. And when he found out what we were doing, and my calling and my dream, and I kind of shared with him when we first got there to the church. Man, he uh, he just uh, he put me out there, man. man that's and awesome. uh, we started going into the Venus unit 20 years ago, and it was Rick that that you know uh, that that got me where I am today. So so uh, so give a shout out to the Venus guys and how long you've been doing uh, prison ministry there and all that. Yeah, so. Uh, I told the Venus guys, I was down at the unit last night. Hey, I want to shout out to all my brothers down there at the Venus uh, unit. If you're listening, um, you know, and if you've never been to our classes uh, on Friday night, PEP room, um, about 7 o'clock every Friday, we're going to get it cranked up again. We've been uh, lacking. Uh, we, we've been kind of hit and miss there, but we're fixing to get it fired up again. So 
uh, you guys at the Venus unit, come see us. Um, and uh, I just want to shout out to y'all and uh, just say hey, and I hope you guys are listening. Hey, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And so many other people. What, so what is a no turning back uh, Friday night? What, what do y'all do? Is it just we're church? A, do y'all go through curriculum or what? Well, um, and again, we, we uh, right now we're, we're going through, uh, we're fixing to start doing purpose-driven church. But it's uh, really, it, it's just like our church. Jay, it's, uh, it's a fellowship. Uh, it's a men's fellowship. And we just go the way the Holy Spirit goes. Been down there for twenty years, and we might be going this way in a in a some curriculum. Somebody might say something, and it might change the whole atmosphere. Right, and it, it's a place where men can uh, be real with each other. And uh, we're a reentry ministry. I'm preparing people for the outside world. Amen. Uh, and a lot of these guys, most of these guys are they're going to get out. And you know, I, I tried. Uh, my calling is to get them ready, prepared for the outside world. Some of these guys accepted Jesus Christ uh, while they were in prison. They've never lived a Christian life on the outside, right? And it's 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 hard, you know. Yeah. And but what I try to teach them is keep doing what you're doing. Go to go to these. Uh, find you a church community. Uh, and if you don't have a church, so come on down to Venus, and you got a church there. But uh, you know, keep reading your Bible. Keep doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing. And keep that relationship with with God. It doesn't stop when you get out of prison, and I prepare them for what uh, the world is gonna. You know, you're different now. So the Bible says, "Be ye not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." You know, yeah. and uh, I've been out for 31 years. Ooh, and, uh, yeah. So something happened. You know, uh, as opposed to a guy that uh, I've been to jail probably 50 or 60 times in my life, uh, the Cofield, the last time was the Cofield, you know, back in the 80s. And uh, that's my aha moment right there, dude. And it changed my life. And it's like, man, I don't want to do the things that I used to do. God delivered me from all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, as as the reason, uh, and that's I believe that's the reason I have a virtuous wife, six daughters, and, you know, it just keeps getting better. And I and I want I want these guys to have the same thing that yeah. we have, you yeah. know. But um, only uh, only through a relationship with Jesus Christ can they have that. Amen. You know, a, a successful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm told, all about I'm I, all about being happy, being successful, and having everything everybody else has in life. You know, uh, despite your little hiccup. You know, maybe you've been to prison two or three times. Hey, it took me multiple times, but you know what? I got it right. You got it right. It can yeah, happen, Jay. Absolutely. You know, it absolutely. can happen. I tell everybody they're one decision away. Yep. From That's e- right. From either going forward or going backward. That's right. And no matter how no matter how many times you mess up, you're still only one decision away. Absolutely. That's right. From turning your life around. The uh the the verse uh Second Corinthians five seventeen, man, is is so yeah. man, that's that's it right there, man. We're not you know, when you, when we give our life to Christ, the old is gone, man. And it's like we're new creations, uh, and that's how God looks at us. Like old things have passed away. A lot of guys dwell in the past, and uh, they're like, "I can't do this, or I can't do this, or I have too many stipulations." Man, I'm gonna tell you what right now: anybody can do anything if you have Christ in your mm-hmm. life, because the Bible tells us that uh, we can do all things through Christ yeah. who strengthens yeah. us. You know, yeah. and you know we're living proof of that. Absolutely. You know? It's all about what you're connected to. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul and Silas, when they were beaten, 
Right. And they were put inside That's ADSEG. Right. That's right. Uh, they their their feet were locked to the ground. That's right. And they they could have focused on. Uh, man, I don't think we're going to get commissary in here. Uh, man, I don't think we're going to get outside wreck in here. That's right. You know, I ain't got no pillow. My my mattress is too thin. That's you know? right. Uh, you know, they could have focused on all that same stuff. You know, right. that, that men focus on, women focus on in prison. But their hands were loose. Right. And they remembered who they were. They weren't connected to earthly things. Right. They were connected to kingdom, heavenly That's things. That's right. And so because of that, their 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 response, not their reaction, the devil wants our reaction, God mm-hmm. wants our response. Absolutely. And so with every temptation, there's a response and there's a reaction. When the when the when the Pharisees were we brought that lady into uh, the church where Jesus was teaching, and who was caught in adultery, they weren't trying to get a response from Jesus; they were trying to get a reaction from right. Jesus. But he kept his cool, turned around, probably talked to God, wrote something, and you know, and then turned around and responded. And a, res- a proper response reaction just causes more oh, retaliation, yes. everything you know. Uh, but a response causes people to change their lives. That's mm-hmm. right, and so. So, uh, man, I got off on that. What was what was I going before that? <laughs> do you ever do that, Jimmy? <laughs> no, I'm, I never do that. There no, was a point I'll I was be trying to make before. I didn't. So, so uh, the reaction, the reaction. What was I talking about? I was talking about a reaction. I was talking about something. Uh, man, my listeners are used to me doing this all the time, so it's all it's right. It's okay. I'm used to I'm used to it all the time too. So. Man, I was making yeah, a she good does point. it all the time. So I was making a really good point about reaction versus response. Oh, right. Paul and Silas. So they their their response. Right. Okay. In that moment, instead of reacting, God, we're not going to get this. We're not going to get that. We don't have this. We were preaching Jesus, and he's a he abandoned us. That's right. That would have been a reaction. Right. Absolutely. But their response was no, no. Right. He's God looking for the God out there. Right. And he's God in here too. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's when they begin to worship. Yep. Because songs of of what they're connected to. That's right. So when I tell guys that are coming out, if you were connected to God in prison, if you were connected to a church in prison, if you were connected to community in prison, don't change any of that. And come on. When you get out, that's right. Come on. Stay connected to a community, to a church. That is so so important. If you change your connection, Okay. Right. If you I go stagnant, if I pull, if I pull that 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 plug out right. of the mm-hmm. connection to the power, that's right. If I change my connection, that's right. You know, yeah, uh, something's going to happen that, that's right. that doesn't usually happen. And you got to so, stay connected. Absolutely. absolutely. And you got to make yourself stay connected and connected man, to the uh, right things. You know the Bible. The absolutely. Bible says, the right people. The right things. I love a I love a verse, uh, not a verse, but a, 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 one of the preachers I heard one time said, said um, he said effort. He was asking people like, "What do you What do you think is the most important?" And somebody said, "Effort," and 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 he said, "If somebody like if somebody's given good effort, you know, as long as they try, as long as they work hard, as long as they," but he's like, he's like, "I disagree." He goes, right. "I think it's effort in the right direction." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I gave a lot of effort to my old ways. Oh, absolutely, I, got, I gave a lot of effort to Jack Daniels. Right. You just I gave you a just lot switched, of effort to you switched autopilot. You, you switched gears, man, absolutely. and it's now your excitement. Is for Jesus. All of that excitement, just like me, man, the wheels never stop with us. Never. And I'll tell you, when the wheels stop, the Bible says an idle hands is a devil's workshop. Yes. And we get idle. And then we start stinking thinking. And it's like, man, uh, we can't do that, man. We have to keep going, man. And we have to. Uh, I tell know. I tell people because I I, uh, I used to drink Jack Daniels. So, you know, God delivered me of my desire to drink Jack Daniels. He didn't deliver me of my desire to get drunk. I still I still get drunk. I just switch bartenders. There you go. 
Yeah. Get drunk in the spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. And because right. I don't feel like, man, I went hard for the devil. I went hard for Jack. I went right. hard for the world. And I don't feel I can give any less effort to God mm-hmm. and his right. and the people he died for, the believers, that's my right. community. And so, uh, so yeah, man, that, that's the thing when they get out. So uh, how did you two meet? I think I want to ask you this question. <laughs> how did you two meet? Yeah, don't ask me that because I don't even remember. No, I'm just kidding. How, how did you two meet? I picked up. And uh, how long was it before you introduced your felon boyfriend to your parents? Oh, so oh that's funny <laughs> seeing how she's my age i mean we're coming up on valentine's my mother-in-law is my age jake we're oh really i'm not kidding man so we, we okay we're coming up on valentine's day so yes. we want to incorporate your love story how you met and all that and uh and how you're still how long you've been uh married we've been married so i'm glad you asked her that because i can't remember no, i'm just kidding <laughs> so we got married in 2005 okay so we're coming up on 19? 18 years 18? married. We've been together since 2004. So 19, 19. Come on, get that. it right. It's 19. I know the years. You got married in 05. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 19. Yeah. 19. Yeah. Proposed so, to her on Valentine's on Day. On Valentine's Day. Wait, what? You yes. Proposed? Yeah. Yes. And so that's we're coming a story up on in the, itself. We're coming up on the anniversary of, of that. Too. Yes. Okay. So I want to. All right. Let's, 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 let's take it in increments. How did you meet? When was the first time y'all met? Uh, um, in a bar. In a bar. Actually. Okay. Right. <laughs> the Galaxy Club in Deep Ellum. I okay. went with a friend of mine who invited me. Uh, I'd never been out to a bar, never been out to a club. I'm I'm a goody goody of okay. goody goodies yeah. of. You like my wife? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. And so went out there, and it was funny. We went to go see a band, and he was there, and oh, wait, wait. He who, wasn't in the band. Who was the band? Do you remember? Um, at that time, it was machined, because uh, it was Galaxy Club. Okay. Um, now it's excess. Whiskey. Now it's excess whiskey. Yeah. Uh, just some friends of his, and so, so this was when I was backsliding. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was my three years of backsli- backsliding. So. Okay, you were backsliding. Yeah, but you weren't. I right? wasn't even. You weren't I backsliding. Wasn't e- I wasn't just... even a Christian. Oh, you weren't even a Christian no. then, so you weren't even backsliding. No. All right. So. Um, he comes and he's walking around and the the friend that I'm there with pulls the chair out from under him and he goes to sit down and falls hard. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so... I'm just trying to picture that in my mind. Oh my gosh. And so... Um, she points over to this other guy that he was friend that was with the group of friends and says he did it. So he gets up and he like pours his drink all over him. And I'm like, this dude is out of his mind. Oh my gosh. He is out of his mind, but dang, is he cute? (laughs) (laughs) So I started going back and going back and asking for him to, to find out, you know, when he wasn't there, when I would go, I'm like, where is he? And they're like, Oh, he's at home with his kids. And I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, Deep Ellum Galaxy Club. Okay. So now like how long after that did y'all start seeing each other? Well A few months. Can really? I back up? Can I back up a little bit? Uh oh, you want to explain your backsliding? Yes. Okay. Yes, All right, go yeah. ahead. Well, <laughs> I, I was when I got out of prison, uh, in nineteen ninety two, I got married to a, a girl named Michelle and uh she passed away of uh, cirrhosis of the liver and we were just uh we were living the good life uh going to church every once in a while uh, really 
you know, we had two kids together, two daughters together, and um, she passed away. And my, I found myself, I was like, wow, the importance of what I teach at the uh, at the unit uh, in reentry is I know how things can happen in life, and I know how things can take a turn, how we can like find ourselves with our significant other, and then something happened to her or him, and it's like we're wandering in our in our walk yeah you know so i did man um after she passed away um i was drinking going to biker bars well, she and, hadn't uh, passed away yet uh, she hadn't passed away but we were divorced, divorced. and divorced. Uh, she was on the verge of it so yeah. man i was going to biker bars i wanted to be a biker and i kind of gave up on you know uh, things that uh promises that i made to god while i was in prison and it happens, and it, and uh, I found myself, man. I was going to biker bars for three years, and then I found myself. I'm like, Lord, this is getting old. One thing uh, I was telling the guys last night is we have something when we truly come to Christ, and that something is the Holy Spirit that convicts us of when we do things the wrong way. It's a tool to help us, to guide us. And man, I knew that I was getting too far out there, and I knew. I said, Lord. I want a virtuous woman. I don't want to be with these bikers no more, man, because I see I could, I'm either going to die or I'm either going to go back to prison. And it's weird. Uh, we, we say, you know, people ask me, how did you meet her? Well, I I'm always tell laugh. You, always. God, I prayed to God that he would send me somebody, and she showed up at a bar. Wow. And, uh, but I do always tell the guys that does not mean go to a bar. That doesn't mean every story is going to yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, it but, was totally he, a God he, thing. He answered my prayers. And, you know, Jay, when I first met her, this is crazy, and people need to understand this story, man. It's like I, when I wasn't drunk one night, I took her home. Uh, we were at a concert. Cheap Trick was there. Pantera was there. We were we were, both had backstage uh, passes to this concert and I wasn't drinking and I asked her she asked me if I could take her home on my bike and I'm like you know I took her home and I went in we were on the porch I'll never forget uh, I liked her she liked me and I knew there was a connection but uh, you know I didn't know what that connection looked like really at the time and then you know I started uh, you know we were talking and uh, I said I'm gonna tell you right now this is not who I am what you see is a facade and i said i'm gonna tell you and she goes really she goes well tell me a little bit about your life you're you know I, I wasn't drunk at the time you know and i said well let me just tell you this i said beth you seem like a nice girl and i said i'm gonna tell you something and it took me forever to tell her this but i told forever. her i said i said beth i've been to prison and i said this what you see right now is not me i was totally honest with her that night and uh, I said, Beth, and she and I was waiting for her response. And she goes, well, are you still doing what? Are you still doing what got you in prison? And he said, well, no. I said, well, then why does it matter? And I'm, wow. like, I'm like, wow. I said, are you serious? Most girls, you know, they would. I was I was just waiting for her to say, you know what? I'm going to go in. You got to leave. You're weird. And that's going to be it. <laughs> but she said, you know what? I think you're a nice guy. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I you think must have been real cute back then. Well, I, I had a mullet. Going. What are you talking about? I, know, I, knew, I was waiting so for you to cute. chime in on he that. He did have a mullet, though. Oh, I loved his mullet. You I, had a mullet? I cried when he cut his hair. I did. Oh, do we have did a picture? For... Do we have a picture of him with his mullet? I can get you one. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Anyway, she just kept lifting me up. And uh, she just kept, you know, she goes, 
I think what you need to do is get away from your buddies. And I'm like, man, that's the smartest thing anybody's ever said to me in the last three years. So, and you're not even Christian at this point? No. Wow. And she's I'd like, gone, exactly. like, I'd gone to church with my grandpa when I was younger, but nothing substantial. Like he, uh, we were, we went to a Catholic church and I would go kind of every once in a while with him, but nothing like I knew, I knew who God was, didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't know, um, really didn't know anything. Wow. But Jay, when, 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 when she was just like encouraging me the right way, man, I latched onto her and I said, I love you. You know, I already knew I loved her, but I didn't want to, I thought because there's 18 years difference between us, I didn't think it would really work, but, uh, man, I just fell in love with her even more. I said, you're the virtuous woman that I've always prayed for. Wow. You know? And um, she encouraged me to, uh, you know, us move away from Arlington, Texas, where okay. my, my bad influences were. Get away from there. We got plugged into uh, First Baptist Lillian. Okay. I was riding my bike. We were riding through the country, and I saw this church that said uh, Rick, Rick's name was Rick Hope. So on the marquee sign, it said uh, something about a hope house. And I said, you know, I said, we ought to check that church out. Now that we're away from my buddies, I said, I want to get you in church. So we did. We we pulled up on our bike one Sunday, and Rick Hope was outside. And it was like he was waiting for us. Oh, wow. And everybody had gone in the church. And I pulled up on that motorcycle with the mullet with Beth, and I was all dressed out in my biker gear. And he looked at me and he goes, y'all come on in. We got room for two more lost souls. And I'm like, okay. So, I had no idea he was the pastor. I had no idea. Oh, I thought wow. he was a janitor or something, man. I'm like, <laughs> he, here he is. He's a short, short, fat, little bald man, so excited. And but, I'm like, Jay, okay. That's, uh, Beth went to that church and she, man, she just fell into it like a duck with wow. water. I mean, she loved it. And it was the majority of older people. Yeah. So you can imagine... Uh, they got us in the uh, uh, the choir, so we're wearing robes now and singing, <laughs> you know. But we loved I think it. I have a picture of him in the choir robes. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's and then all of our our uh, the girls that we had back then, they all got saved. Beth got saved, and man, uh, man, it's just that is so awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that part about the story. Yeah. Yep. So so you were a so you were a goody two shoes, oh, just yeah. not not a Christian. Not a Christian, okay. but goody two shoes rule follower. Like I don't get when someone says don't touch that and someone tries to touch it, I'm like, they said don't touch it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like they So you said weren't no. really so you weren't praying for a godly man like he was praying for a godly man. I didn't wife. even know what a godly man was. Yeah. Okay. Had no idea. I was uh, getting out of a very controlling, um, verbally and mentally abusive relationship. So really, no clue what a godly man was. Okay. So then uh, how long did y'all date before you uh, introduced him to anybody in your family? Um, It wasn't too long. Um, We would go down to San Antonio and my mom, uh, who is the same age as him, was told a whole bunch of lies about him. So it was kind of tense for a while. Um, but now they're like, they get on to each other and was make he... jokes at each other and, and all of that. But him being in prison never bothered her. Oh, wow. What that, bothered her was... Uh, that she thought he was a drummer. Her, <laughs> I kidnapped her and took her to Cozumel and, yeah. uh, without telling her mom and she still holds that against me today for some reason she I'm doesn't like, hold it, it go, against mom. you anymore because you, know, you didn't but, take her with you 
Probably. Probably. No, she doesn't hold that against you anymore. It was more of what people were saying that he was like a drummer in a band and he was this, that, and the other. Fabricate stuff. And and it wasn't even anywhere near the truth because if you've ever heard him on the drums, you know he's not a drummer. (laughs) Um, That's for sure. That's for sure. So, you know, but after, I mean, it was probably a couple of months that that he got to meet my mom and my mom really never had a problem with him being in prison. It didn't bother her. It didn't affect her one way or the other. Wow. She used to keep me in this hotel. Her mom lives in uh, San Antonio <laughs> and she would drop me off at a hotel. You got to stay here. And I'm like, why can't I go? And she goes, my, my mom's not ready to meet you yet. You know, so this <laughs> happened about how many times? I think it only happened like twice. Twice, yeah. That okay. was yeah. Yeah. And you it was I I, I left it to my mom, you know, when I was like, When you're ready, well, I'm not gonna push you on her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've met her. That doesn't work for her. It has to be in her own time. Yeah. So yeah, once she oh. was ready, she's like, Okay, I'm ready to meet him now. So then now we go to restaurants and he jokes around about how my mom is his wife and I'm his daughter and our kids are his grandkids. And my mom's like, you better shut up, Jimmy. I would never no. Just stop. Stop. Just stop. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's amazing how they go round and round. God put that together. Yeah. And he works in such uh, mysterious ways, but I know Jay without a doubt that it was a God thing. Absolutely. I prayed for a virtuous woman and, uh, Man, it just all fell into place. That's so good. Yep. That is so good. As crazy as that story is, uh, I'm I'm so uh, appreciative and so uh, know what God can do. And I want to share that. I get so excited with uh, my testimony that I want to share it and tell people, tell men, you know, hey, yeah. you can have this too, you know. Well, let's uh, let's get into your uh, background a little bit. You know, what was what was life growing up for you in the Humphus household, and when did you start getting into trouble and and all that? Well, um, I grew up. Uh, I was born in 1963 in Arlington, Texas, okay. and you know, for the first 11 years, my father, uh, brothers, sisters. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, I have two sisters and two brothers, Where older, were older siblings. So He's I'm the, the youngest. So I'm the oh, baby. Oh, that yeah. explains a lot. I know. Yeah. There's a lot. That explains a I lot. I figured that so, out a lot with the, with the guys right. and stuff. I always, I'm like, are you the youngest? So and they're like, yeah. What happened, Jay, is... Uh, he didn't want us to elaborate on that point anymore, <laughs> did he? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, let's just stop right there. Uh, what what happened was I grew up and my father was a deacon for a Baptist church and uh, my my father I was the youngest um, so he was much older and I was uh, just a baby and I would always look at my dad and he was all you know so old looking and I was uh, I knew he had heart problems and uh, me and my dad were best friends I mean we were uh, I would come home from school and uh, uh, it was my dad that was there <clears throat> for me, and uh, I love my father. And uh, one night, my brother, he was working on, my dad was working on his brakes. My brother was 16. I was 11. Okay. My brother came through the door, and I knew by the look on his face, he didn't have to say anything, but I knew my daddy was dead in that mm-hmm. garage. Wow. It was devastating. When uh, you were 11? When I was 11. I went out there in the garage, and they tried to revive my father. And he was gone. Uh, it really 
my life turned upside down because being the youngest, all of my older siblings, they left and it became just me and mama in the household. And now I don't have my dad. Now I don't have my, you know, siblings. It was just my mom's working to try to make ends meet. And uh, what did Jimmy do? He uh, got involved with uh, a lot of the neighborhood kids and, you know, started smoking cigarettes and through the years drinking. Uh, high school, I got into the meth world. I was, I was searching for what I had when I was a child with my father. And I was searching, trying to fill that hole up uh, with other things. And, you know, it got me in prison uh, two times. I've been to jail probably 50 or 60 times. Man, I was just lost as lost can be. And uh, uh, we had a very good, uh, when my dad was, was alive, we had, you know, we sat at the dinner table. We were a family unit. We were, uh, we were a normal family, and that's what I knew. And just like that, you know, my world was turned upside mm. down. So I went the wrong way searching, uh, and I got into the meth uh, world. Sin is fun, you know, and, and I was having fun. And then it ain't so fun when you start getting busted and start getting, you know, for delivery and possession and going to jail and facing the fiddler. You know, it's never fun. Wound myself up, found myself in prison uh, for the second time. And uh, 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 just came to Christ uh, when I was at the Coalfield unit. Okay. And, How old were you then? Uh, I was 20, 27. It was okay. 1991. Uh, I'll never forget. Mike Barber came down to the Coalfield unit. And, uh, you know, he told me, he said, by then, man, I was just too far gone. I, I hated myself. I hated, I hated you. I hated, I hated everybody. The guards, I was a very bitter person. Um, and he told me, I'll never forget what Mike Barber said. Uh, it's very, Mike Barber is, has a lot to do with, uh, where I am today. And I'll never forget. He said, you know what? There was that, that chapel at the Cofield unit was full. And I just went because I think, uh, my celly told me to, to come, you know? So I went, Mike Barber said, it doesn't matter what you've done. God can forgive you. That's right. And it doesn't matter who you've hurt. Yeah. God can forgive you. Mm -hmm. Well, I was carrying all the shame of the what I did, you know, uh, with my family. And um, so uh, at first, I, it was too good to be true. Yeah. And uh, then, I, then I said, you know what? If, if you're God that you're talking about, the God that I knew as a child, uh, you know, I knew uh, I went to church when I was a kid, you know, but uh, every time I'd get in trouble, I would use God to get me out of jail. Mm. Uh, but this time there wasn't no getting out. You yeah. know, I just got to set off at the Cofield unit. And, uh, but I did. And I uh, truly, truly, truly this time I surrendered to the Jesus Christ. Mm. And uh, it was funny. I just got to set off for the third time. Uh, I was down for two counts of aggravated robbery. How long was your sentence that second time down? Uh, ten years, ten aggravated. Okay. And uh, just got a set off, and uh, I just gave my life to Christ, uh, got a set off. And it's crazy. For all you guys that are that are depressed because you just got a set off, I'm going to tell you right now, set off don't mean nothing. That's right. Yeah. The next day I was on the chain Monday. I got the set off on Friday in the mail. Monday I'm on the chain going home. 
Wow. And that, that Saturday night, I got saved. Scared the daylights out of his mom. Man. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Jay. Didn't so, even tell her he was I mean, coming. Uh, a set-off don't mean nothing. It's uh, God's got the last word. Wow. And then I went home, and uh, that's where my journey started. And uh, been out 31 years. Hmm. Wow. But, uh, you know, when I was at the Coalfield Inn, and I'll never forget, Jay, I said, Lord, I said, I remember what it's like to be whole as a family unit. And I said, Lord, for the first time in my life, I think I really talked to the Lord. I got on my knees in a cell, and, and it was just me and the Lord. And it was almost like God was saying, son, talk to me. What do you want? What do you want? And uh, I just, I did. And I said, Lord, I want a, I want a big family. I want a virtuous woman that is going to uh, encourage me to do the right things. I want to feel what I felt when I was a kid, you know, and be whole again. And uh, I can only tell you today, Jay, that uh, I have six daughters, uh, and it's better than what it was when I was a kid, mm. you know. So, man, when God does something, he he, uh, he goes all out, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I have that big family. Everything that I prayed for back then, I have what I have now plus plus some it just keeps getting better you yeah know? what do you, what do you tell tell the men um that even though they do get a set off and the, and, and it didn't happen just like yours happened right you know because we get letters all the time you know we got we got probably seven or seven guys that have been in our system for maybe four four or five years right and they just keep getting set offs and set offs and set offs and right and you know and some of them have written and said i believe this is the time i feel like god showed me that this is the time and then right. they don't get it and um, so, what, what? How do you? I know how. I know how the Holy Spirit has me comfort and console each one. Sometimes it's individually. Sometimes it's a verse to give all of them, whatever. But what do you? What do you? What do you tell the guys? You know, because whether it's our love story, you know, whether it's you know, I mean, no matter what it is, people are going to want their situation to to turn out and happen just like our situations mm-hmm. did. Right. Whether it's a woman, whether it's parole, whether it's whatever. And we know not everybody, you know, gets the same thing happened that you happened. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I prayed when I was in prison in ADSEC, when I got locked up in solitary right. confinement, I said, God, after the first couple of days, when I came back to God in that seg ADSEC environment, I said, God, don't let me out of prison until you know I'm ready to never come back. That's exactly. right. Yeah. And that's a tough prayer to pray. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean, Jimmy, when I go in to preach and whether I'm preaching to a thousand men or 300 men, I say, how many's ready to go home? A hundred percent of their hands go up. Absolutely. Yeah. I say, now wait, now keep your hand up if you think God is ready for you to go home. And then they're not sure. Mm-hmm. They're like, you, right. see, you see this, they're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, right. what does that mean? Is, if, well, isn't that the same thing when I'm, isn't God ready to go when I'm ready to go? Absolutely not. It's right. not how it works. Right. And, and you know, so I, I'm getting denied parole twice. I got my short way taken. My mom and dad coming every visit to just ball their eyes out. You know, and finally I told him, I said, it's okay. This is my fault. That's it's my know, fault. That's right. And I think that's where we have to, uh, uh, I think that's where we have to get in our, in our, in our walk is, uh, just really, uh, it's, it's God's timing really, yeah. you know, uh, we have to get to that point that, that I was okay with it. I told mom, I said, mom, it's okay. Yeah. Hey, I, I gave, you know, I gave my life to the Lord last night, you know, and it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And it's like. You know, I'll get out eventually, and uh, uh, you know, I think we have to come with terms with 
when we do that you relinquish control absolutely exactly. you stop trying to control it yourself yes you, you go. say okay god you know what when we I'm get to that point to right there then uh because here's the deal with, with, with the way my wife came into all this is i six months before i got out of prison i'm on fire and i know by this point six months before i get out by this point god has already shown me everything he wants me to do when i get out and i'm doing it but i'm like you know what i know myself Right. I know my weaknesses. I tell everybody, know, know your strengths, but know your weaknesses Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And I'm just, I knew that it hadn't been tested in two and a half years, but I knew that when I get out, I'm, I could potentially be distracted by getting involved in a relationship too soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, I tell, that's I, probably the hardest thing. I tell all the men, www. Whiskey, women, and work. Those three will get you in trouble right. if you don't. Absolutely. Oh my God. Drinking, working too too much, too long, too hard. It starts interfering with your time with God, Absolutely. church, everything else, yeah. and then just getting involved with the, with the, with the wrong woman oh, or even wow. the right woman at the wrong time. Let me start. Is, my foot's really, already starting to go. Is, <laughs> she's really big on on the Jezebel spirit, and she's very protective over our guys. So yeah. if our guys start to like venture off and. You know, she'll tell them she'll step. Mama Bear will rise. Out oh, of absolutely. Bed. Yeah. And, uh, she will. I got to meet them. I got to meet the girl. I got to make sure she's good for him. I got like I have to vet them. And the guys, I'm like the first thing I tell them is if you can't bring her to church, you shouldn't be with her. If she ain't gonna come to church, you should not be with her. If you're embarrassed to bring her around us, you should not be with her. So good. And That's... if she refuses to come, then you absolutely should not be with her that's what i tell the guys too after a certain time that there's no dating for six months but then i tell them look if you want to start dating then let me help involve me obviously you like the way me and jesse's all played out and worked out you're a good role model if you want something like that let me let me show you some then i tell them this whole thing was the very first thing i did was six months before i got out i got down on my knees you're talking about relinquishing control Mm -hmm. got down on my knees and i was about to pray a prayer that committing to God as a single man in ministry like Paul, mm-hmm. because I, like I said, I knew my weaknesses. I, I could easily see myself getting distracted by getting in a relationship, uh, distracted from, you know, by meaning, uh, meaning that I'm not going to, I get, I want to please her instead right. of go build the stuff that you've called me to build. And then I thought to myself, plus no woman deserves my baggage anyway. Those are the two things. Those are the two reasons I was going to pray this prayer that I'm going to commit as Paul. You know, and I thought I was doing a good thing by committing to God as like Paul the Apostle as a single man. And he said, no, time out. Don't pray that prayer. He said, number one, I have somebody set aside for you. And I, he, I think he told me that because he knew how serious I was about the prayer. Because I, I was going all in. All in for God. Everything you want me to do, I'm going all in to the point where I'll even deny myself a, a woman that you have set aside for me. I'll do that. But he said, I have a woman set aside for you. And she's not going to distract you from building your ministry. She's going to help you build it. Amen. She's not going to see your past as baggage. She's going to see it as leverage to advance the kingdom of God through your testimony. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, you know, I tell guys, and I was ready to relinquish my my foreseeable future, 20 years, whatever. Because I said, whenever I get all the ministry stuff done, which I mean, no, in ministry, it's never it's done. It's never done. <laughs> uh, you know, then, then you could bring me a woman at that point. But little did I know, he was already set aside somebody who had just been on the mission field for three years in Thailand, wow. you know, uh, just doing all kinds of... And, and she said she's never been in trouble with the law, but she's committed crimes in third world countries. <laughs> 
She has smuggled right. Bibles and, and, wow. and money across lines that she wasn't supposed to be doing it. I'm right. like, babe, you're just a bunch of felon I am. You just didn't get caught. <laughs> you're exactly. an international felon. You could, you could be on Interpol. Interpol. That's yeah. like federal, man. <laughs> international, even bigger. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, but, but everybody wants the same thing that I have. And like, right. you can't want a Jessamy for your life. Right. You can't, well, you, you don't want to want it the exact same way that I got That's it. Right. Exactly. God is, Everybody's God loves us uniquely. Exactly. That's right. He We're calls all unique. us uniquely. He right. designed us uniquely. We're all unique. You you shouldn't want what somebody else has. That's right. Absolutely. Because then you're depriving yourself of what he Just has Just think about you. if exactly. all the testimonies were the same, you know. Ooh, how boring I, it would be, it man. Would be so they boring. wouldn't be effective. My story, you know, I would tell people, my story's different from any other story, you know. It's very unique. And that's the beauty of God, you know. He can do things like that. And it's not going to happen like me or like you, but it'll happen the way God wants it to happen in, in each individual's life. And that's the beauty of it, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody's got their own story. Everybody, you know, I would tell somebody uh, that is struggling, they want out so bad. They want to start their life. They want what we have. And they just got to set off. I just want to tell them, you know, don't give up. Keep plugging in. Um, you know, just get to that point to where, you know, you realize that, man, it's not time for you to get out, but you will get out. Yeah. And it's uh, it's going to be in God's timing instead of your timing, because when you go with God's timing, it all is it, he knows what he's doing and he knows what's best for the each and every one of us. You know, and that's like I say, that's the great thing about God. He is uh, so, so powerful. And he he's knowing all things, you know, about us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Yeah. You know, he knows what's best for us. Yeah. You know, so you know, uh, it, it is hard when you hear about somebody getting a set off and a set off and a set off. But don't give up, man. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing, and uh, don't dwell in all of that, man. Just uh, uh, keep plugging away, man. Because God allows things to happen for certain reasons. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And 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 whether. He allows you to get a set off and it gets immediately overturned or whether he allows you to get a set off and you do the whole year, even another year. Um, he's got something in the works Absolutely. for that set off, whether Absolutely. it's one day or one year or whatever. He's right. got something in the works. And if you get so focused, I had to tell a friend of mine because, you know, he was like he, he knew he was going home. He just got his first parole on a 10 ag and he knew he was going home and he got a set off. And he was immediately trying to say, hey, man, can you call and see which region has the best favorable parole and see if, if where this lady is, is serving and all this. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're trying to chase. Right. You're trying to chase something else that God has not called you to. I said, if you get too distracted on trying to get out in your time, then you're going to miss whatever assignment he has for you exactly. right now. That's right. And so so if you know, if, if Paul and Silas got out any different time than when they did or they tried to get out in any different way than they did, the jailer and his family wouldn't have got saved. That's exactly. right. That's right. You know, I mean, the doors were open for them I'm to leave. I'm glad you recognize that. That is, the, that is doors, so the doors were open for them to leave. When all the other prisoners, you know, I don't know if some left or whatever, but I know Paul, when, they, when he saw the jailer about to take his own life because, you know, he was going to get killed anyway. Right. Paul said, no, we're all here. So I don't know if all the people saw what Paul and Silas were doing and they decided to say, hey, look, they're the reasons <laughs> the doors are open, but they're not leaving. So let's stay and yeah. figure out what else is going to, because if this has happened, what else is going to happen? 
And so God just, his timing is impeccable. Mm-hmm. And when we try to, you know, and this doesn't mean you don't, you shouldn't get a parole lawyer. If you want to get a parole lawyer, get one. But you know what? Doesn't matter how much money you pay them and how great they are. If God doesn't want you out, you're not getting th- that parole lawyer is not going to get you out. Right. Exactly. So I, I just tell everybody, you know, um, the, the song, um, how great is our God? There's a line in there that says, and age to age, he stands, and time is in his hands, the beginning and the end. The beginning of our sentence, the, our time was God, in God's hands. Even when they read our sentence, God's, the time was in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And right. God has the beginning and the end already in sight. That's Absolutely. right. You know? And so uh, the, the Bible is very clear about you got to lose your life to gain it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about trading in something to get right. something else. Exactly. And, uh, and, and that, so I tell people, look, when you're ready to... When you're ready to give up on a, on searching for a wife, that's probably when God's going to somehow send you one. That's when right. you're ready to give up on whether you're banking your whole happiness in life on your parole, when you're ready to say, you know what, if he wants me out, great. If he there wants me in here, great. That's probably when you're going to make parole. That's right. You know? And so, that's right. but actually mean it. You actually mean it. You've got to actually mean it because I mean I don't know how many times. Definitely say it all the time. Um, it's whatever God wants, and then sit there going. But not really. I really just want this. If you don't mean it, then it's not. It's and, not going to happen. You have to mean that's, it. That's where God really knows you. Yeah, He knows yeah. Uh, your heart. So you can't fool God. No, you, you can't. Gotta, you no, mean it. He you already can't. knows it. <laughs> What's the point? Why try? He already knows. Exactly. And sometimes you know we have to. I, I tell guys, look, I matured in my prayer life. I matured in my prayer life, and I'm not. I'm still. I'm not where I, I should be. Or I mean. We can all still keep maturing Always. and keep getting better. But I'm 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 way further along the line than I was yeah. when I first got to prison. And uh but you know, I, I, I got to the point where I was thanking him for whatever he has in store for me. That's right. Uh instead of just saying, Lord, if it's your will. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because his will is to is to is to please us. His will is to is to help us through hard times. His will right. is his will might be to allow us to go through hard times. His will might be to tell Abraham to sacrifice his own son. Right. You know. So if we're praying those, God, if it's your will, if we're praying those, and then we get an answer that we don't like, mm-hmm. and we react in a way, yeah, that is contradictory to our prayer of if it's your will. Because if you prayed, if it's your will, and then he gives you the answer, you got to be okay with it. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So, uh, but anyway, uh, what? So what? What are some man when, when, when couples, when there's a inter inter criminal inter background <laughs> relationship going on, you know, where there's a goody two shoe and a criminal criminal background, you know, what are some challenges that? that you guys faced, uh, whether early on or even now that, uh, that a normal couple may not face and, uh, you know, and how, how did y'all deal with it? So he still has, uh, prison tendencies. Uh, no, you better clean that up. I was going when to you say expl- tendencies. Uh, well, now, now, wait a minute. Uh, Just you, by was, you saying clean it up. I was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> tendencies is prison talk like, you know, make it clear. That well, if you would have let me finish. Type of tendencies here. If you would have yeah. let me finish my okay, sentence. Okay, you never been to prison, so. Um, he still has prison tendencies like he wakes up in the middle of, like, if you. I'm loud, go see if you would have let me finish. Okay. <laughs> 
he uh, when he like if I we, go, we in had the, a tendency to interrupt people in prison. That definitely, definitely, <laughs> still very much. Um, but no, like if I go in the room in the middle of the night and he's sleeping, he jumps. Yeah. Any little noise, um, he still sits with his back against the wall. Um, he doesn't like large crowds of people. Um, now I'm that way at restaurants. I love to go into a restaurant and find the one furthest from the door and sit in a position where I can see the whole restaurant. Him every time. I let him sit first because that way he can sit where he's comfortable and I really don't care. But that does mean a lot of times I spend restaurant time looking at a wall. Um, but that's hey, okay. There's a lot of knives and forks on these tables. We're just out. We're just protecting y'all. Hey, you know, and that's okay. And it's, you know, things that I've learned over the years to just you just learn to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean. I, I still eat fast. Oh, my gosh. I took that. You know. Oh, that one. Oh, my gosh. My wife never really, we never really, really hung out with each other uh, before I went to prison. So she didn't know. But before prison, I was the slowest eater, mostly because I talked a lot. But I was the slow. I could eat one meal over an hour and a half and, and just enjoy it. You know, the waiter keeps coming by. Are you finished? No, I'm still working on it. You know. And, boy, when prison – I was only in there for three years. How long were you in? About four. You were in there four? Yeah, the I second was only, time, yeah. I was only in there for three years. And so, you know, when I first went to chow, I didn't I didn't even get, like, half of my plate down because – and they're like, let's go. Yeah. I'm like, is, like, we're done? I mean, literally five minutes. And I'm like, oh, I, I, that was the hardest thing for me. Oh my gosh! I was because I, I was still shoveling it down, going to the window, the drop-off window, you know. And they're like, "Put it in the window." I would stay there and keep eating. They're like, "Put it in the window now." I'm like, "I want to eat. I want to yeah. finish my food." Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, he eats crazy fast. And that's another uh, that I I really appreciate the, uh, you know, having a, a virtuous woman uh, that's never been to prison. You know, we come out with our with our habits and uh, the way we talk. And I remember I was very uh, I kept bringing up prison and things of that nature. And I, I would say some, uh, you know, I, I had, you know, back then early on when I when I met her, you know, I would say some cuss words and dropping some bombs and everything. And, and it really offended her. Yeah. And, you know, I was driving down the road and I'll never forget. And she goes, do you mind if you not talk like that? And I'm like, you don't know, you know, uh, you know what I went through in prison, you know, and uh, trying to be all macho and stuff, <laughs> trying to, you know, justify, to justify, justify what I was saying. And she looked at me, Jay, and she goes, are you in prison now? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And uh, she goes, I would appreciate it if you didn't say, you know, those, words. Uh, those cuss words and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, through time, man, I really did. You know, I worked on it, and I was like, she's right. If I'm going to be a Christian, I need to watch what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and you know what? That's part of my past. And she really brought to my attention that, hey, you know, you, you need to quit bringing up your past because that's over with. Let's talk about your new life now, you know. That's awesome. And so that's she so kind of steered me in the right direction. And, uh, you know, a total, total change. But, I, you know, as far as a, a lot of little things that I – that I, you know, I'm real jumpy at, at night and I eat fast. But other than that, man, yeah. Um, what are some What are some things in your relationship? Y'all been Y'all been married 19 years, so you know uh, we we got newlyweds through our ministry. You know that have all been you know married less than five years or less. You know, trying to get to where y'all are 19 years. So what are some What's some advice 
you know, and maybe we got some couples that are still in prison, you know, with a spouse never gave up on them. They're still in prison. Uh, you know, and so we got some married couples who listen. What is, what's some marriage advice, you know, that, uh, that maybe, you know, each one of y'all could give, you know, to, to the ladies, you to the ladies and men to the men. Or if you have some, if you have some advice for the men, you know, uh, Beth, and if you have some advice for the ladies, you know, sometimes cross advice is, is even the best one because then you're speaking to the opposite person, you know, to, to, to give them some help and some wisdom. So what, what, what's been y'all secret, um, you know, outside of the, uh, well, no, go ahead and mention that too. I was going to say outside of the spiritual stuff, which is obvious, but it may not be obvious for some people. Right. So, uh, whether it's spiritual, practical, whatever advice that you could give some younger couples that, uh, have, have been impacted by incarceration, you know, through one or their spouse or whatever, uh, that you can give to them. I'll first say this, that me and Beth, we don't fight. We don't yell. We don't scream. Uh, previous marriages, I remember doing all that. You know, one or the other had to get the last word. But really, uh, Beth really taught me. You know, she's a very non-confrontational uh, person. Oh, that's my, that's is, my wife is too. She is like, she will not. And I'm like, man, early on in the in the relationship, I'm like wanting to argue because that's what yeah, I was no. used to. Yes. I'm like, oh, no come point. on, get There's the no last point. It does she, no good. She taught me when she would walk away, and I'm like, well, I'm standing there yelling at myself, and I'm like, this ain't no fun, you know. <laughs> but um, it would used to make me so mad when Jessamy wouldn't engage yeah, in the argument. There's there no you go. point. It does there no good. Go. What is it going to solve? You guys are arguing at that point. No one's listening to anything that anybody is saying, and that's when people say things that later they have to come back and they're oh, like, yeah. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh yeah. And it's like, why? why just why just shut your that? mouth wait calm down and then have a conversation don't don't let anger and those words that because i'm telling you as someone who has lived through a marriage that was very verbally abusive those words stick forever and they will, the significant other will carry that for the rest of their life Mm. and it will end up being a trigger word for them forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and the words that you say affect the other person more than anyone would ever know. Mm. And the internal scars are so much harder to deal with than the external scars. So, you know, someone's going to have to be the passive one. You can't have two aggressive confrontational people. Someone's going to have to be the passive one. Someone's going to have to be okay with um, letting things just roll off their back. Someone's going to have to be okay with, you know, sometimes being like, okay, okay, and just letting it run its path. But knowing that whatever is is coming out at that time is not really the way, it's just words. It doesn't actually have the meaning behind it. Like if someone is actually being verbally abusive, there's a big difference between the two. Um, But definitely um, watch your words. Love each other. Be patient. Patience is huge, 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 well, the Bible, huge. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. And I think that's where it comes into a marriage is like you really have to. Uh, it, it just works for me and Beth, man. I love her so much that, uh, you know, it's different with with other previous marriages. I can actually say that I really do generally love my wife and uh You know, we spend so much time, uh, I would give advice to the women and just, you know, uh, a a virtuous, godly woman, try to strive to be a very woman that just 
you know, doesn't uh, buy into uh, arguments and want to keep it up and, you know, just be the, the one uh, that, that says, you know what, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to walk away and uh, we're just going to, uh, you come, come back, back to, to me later, later and, and, you know, talk about it. So uh, you get, and it, it works for me and her because she is the non-confrontational. I'm the very, you know, we're opposite of tracks, yeah. you know, and it just, uh, Beth has taught me a lot with her gentleness and her, uh, the way she, she carries herself, you know, and it really, it does. We're a product of actually who we're around in life, whether yeah. it's a transitional house or, or a marriage. Um, so she has taught me a lot of things, even though, um, she is, uh, 18 years younger. I'm learning so much from her, uh, the just the way naturally she is right. you know and i think you have to learn from each other mm-hmm. you know but it, it is harder when when you got two of the same people that have been uh with the same kind of story can it be done absolutely, absolutely. christ all things are possible yeah. but it takes work it takes hard you know work I'm saying it takes a lot of hard work and yep. you have to have effort and if you don't have the effort uh and you don't you don't want to put in the effort uh in your in your um uh, relationship you're not going to get anything back from it man it, it's just you got to work at your marriage what do you do constantly. this late this, this this many years into your marriage what do you do to keep it fresh what do you do to keep it growing you know how do you look back and say okay how do we we had a great year you know in our marriage we've we've grown now how do we grow more vacation. how do we do vacation okay yes like every 5 years we'll go on vacation by ourselves we go back to where we got married in Jamaica and we will sit and have the conversation, okay, over the last five years, this, this, and this happened. What do we need to change in the next five years? And we'll sit and have sometimes those very uncomfortable conversations of, you know, um, like when the kids were younger, he would, we would sat, we sat down and had that conversation. He said, you know, I feel that the kids are being put above me because they're younger. And I feel like, you know, it's the wrong order. And you have to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations, take it in stride and be like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I need to work on that. That's something I need to work on. And it needs to go both ways. It's a mutual respect of being able to have those conversations. Yeah. And so we definitely, we make sure that we go on, on vacations regularly. And just even now the kids go with us, they're old enough that they can run around and go do their own thing. And we pretty much get the vacation by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we get to have those conversations on when we're more relaxed, when we're not so stressed about everything else going on. And it really does make a big difference. That's so good. What about date night? Y'all still do date night? Sometimes. Every once in a while. But yeah. we're old. So like I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm like eight o'clock. I'm ready for bed. I will never speak that into existence. The, uh, I'm not old. Eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm ready for bed. So our date night is sitting at home watching TV, which I'm totally okay with. And that's all on me. That's all on me. Eight o'clock, you know, so. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we do go on <laughs> date nights. We do sometimes, yeah. yeah. We That's get away. Awesome. And, yeah. Uh Jimmy. I guess it's really for both of y'all. I know early on in my transitional days, um it was hard for me to compartmentalize and keep everything separate from my mindset if I'm upset with the guys for a certain reason and then I come home. And I'm not mad at my family, but I haven't shut that being upset with the guys off. And it gets taken out on the family. And I, mm-hmm. yeah. Did, did y'all struggle with that? Any, yes. Uh, oh, 
Yes. Yes. And what? How long did it take you to actually recognize it? Because it took me a, a couple years to go. Man, this is what because my wife is non-confrontational, so she was afraid to even tell me that this was happening. Right. And right. and that I was all, and that was all on me because if I don't present a safe space for her to be able to say this is what I feel when you do this, this is where I feel like you can grow. If I don't present a safe space, and I didn't for for several years. I mean, it was a good five years in my into my marriage before I realized. Oh, wait a minute. Gosh, I got. Got some sort of anger issue. I've never been angry. Wow. Why do I have an anger issue? Well, oh my gosh. I, I, I took it back to okay, I've been doing this transitional house for five years, and these guys oh. make me angry. So mm-hmm. now I've developed yes. an anger issue and I and I'm carrying it over to I my thought home. it was just me, man. I'm so glad you're saying this because I can relate to that big time. And she knows exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I know exactly a, what you're talking about. As a wife. Go ahead and elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, this is gr- that's therapy for all of us. No, it, it really it, it is. It's hard being the wife that's waiting at home for the husband to come home, and then he comes home from dealing with all of the nonsense with the guys that we have, and yeah. and when it gets carried back into the house, it disrupts the house. Yeah, and it does make it hard, and um, you know it. I just learned I can't take it personal. It's it's not about me. It's not. A me thing it's not an us thing it's something with those guys now i will tell you that there have been times as non-confrontational as i am that if it starts getting to like i have a point where i'm like okay look these guys are being stupid they're bothering my whole house they're they're disrupting my house they're disrupting my kids they're disrupting this um they're making him above the top i will go and i will say something and um, one time our guys were, irks me, they were so argumentative and throwing such temper tantrums like two-year-olds over who was not or was doing the dishes. You laugh because you have the same thing, don't you? Yes, I know. And it's the stupidest thing ever. I'm like, just wash the freaking plate. Yeah. And they're like throwing a fit and they're like arguing back and forth and back and forth. And well, you always and you never. Yes. And you always and you never. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we called a meeting up at the church and I, man, I sat down. I wrote down everything I wanted to say. I stood up there and I like laid it all out there. He comes walking in. And I'm up there yelling. And he's like, I don't even yell at him like that. I'm like, they're being stupid. They need a mom to come in here and get on their butt and tell them to knock it off because who cares? Wash the dish. Who cares? Vacuum the floor. I'm like, y'all, I told him y'all are worse than my kids. And so, you know, I can handle it for so long and deal with it being brought home. But once it reaches a point, I finally have to go up there and I'm like, yeah. look, yeah. y'all need to stop. When you when you live uh, this and, and breathe this ministry for so long, you do. It is the nature of the beast. You're going to you're going to bring it home with you. It's mm-hmm. going to come out. Uh, I remember one time my daughter, uh, little Ella, uh, she wrote a letter to the guys and she said, look, you, my dad uh, is helping you. And then you're acting like this. And man, when I read that, when I think it was. 
Pew or somebody. How old was she when she wrote it? This was just a few years ago. So like thir- 12, 13? Okay. And, man, those guys, when uh, we read that letter to the guys, and Ellis said, I want you to read this to the guys because they're taking my dad away. Mm. And, uh, mm. man, I had guys that were literally, they got it. They were crying. They were like, I am so sorry, man. When when we heard that letter from your daughter, it's just like really broke us down. And, you know, but uh, – it is. It is very hard. Uh, we get. They don't. Down. Well, they don't see that. No. They don't see that the inconvenience they're causing you affects the whole family. And one of the things that I started doing a while back with with the help of the Holy Spirit was just to let them know that when they cause distractions that pull me away from the house in times where I'm not supposed to be at the house, um, when when they pull me away from family time to come deal with baloney. deal with something. Mm-hmm that they're doing that to our whole family. And so like I, I hadn't had to do anything in a long time, <clears throat> but we had COVID and we had, uh, we went a couple of years with hardly any, anybody in the house. Now we're filling it back up. We're in our new location, filling it back up and, you know, tension starts arising mm-hmm. again. And so, um, you know, there was, there was something that I, I had to leave, get up out of bed on a Saturday night at midnight and go squash stuff. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was after I kind of just shared my opinion and, and listened to everybody about what was going on. I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying that they need to apologize to Jessamy wow. and the kids. And so I said that. I said, guys, this is something I feel that y'all need to do. I said, because you you took me because y'all's immaturity. I love that. It took me out of my bed, away from my wife that I was cuddling with, away from my daughters that they're asleep. I just kissed them goodnight. They assume I'm going to bed and everything's fine. That I, I think y'all owe them an apology, right? And when 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 I put it that way, there because my my wife's very similar to you, but she's just not gonna do what you just did. You know, she's not gonna do that. It's not her. That's not her style. But when I did that, when I said that, mm. they understood. They're like, oh wow, mm. I, I didn't really understand, right? The whole picture right they just see you as the individual they right. forget about the family the family yep yep yeah i do like that and i we have told the guys something similar to that we're like look we we sacrifice for yeah. you and we have no issue and no problem doing it we love doing it it's what we're called to do but y'all have to realize that we sacrifice coming over there and our kids are at home or our kids don't even come to our church because our church is set up for no children so you know, we sacrifice worshiping together as a family at a church so that you guys can have a safe space. So it's not just us sacrificing, it's our kids too. And yeah. they don't have a problem with it. Yeah. This is what they've grown up in and what they know and what they love and they love what we do. But it's not just affecting him. It affects everybody. Yeah. You really, you got to take the, the good with the good, the bad with the bad. Uh, but, you know, all together, uh, there's nothing else in this world that I would rather do. Absolutely than not. Help yeah. Men uh, and give them a chance. It is very, very uh, rewarding, not in uh, money or notoriety, but just watching a person come with nothing. And then now they're up in a, a company running. Uh, we've had several that now they're up there running the company, yeah. you know, and now they have their own house. Now uh, they have a virtuous wife, and it's just so. I love uh, it. Those are the best. Oh that, my gosh, makes me cry. When yes. I say I still get drunk, I just switch bartenders. When 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 one of our former residents uh, took a picture of him in front of his new home that he 
that wow. he got funded through the mortgage company that my wife works at. Oh, oh that's goodness. awesome. Wow. That was better than any drunk, oh. any better oh, than any absolutely. buzz, anything. Ooh. That was so. That gives me goosebumps. Oh, it's yeah. great. I mean, and you guys have the same stories, you know. Right. And that's that's what that's what keeps us going, you know. Yes. And even when we get letters from from guys in, in in prison that talk about the guests that we have on, the 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 conversations that we bring to the table, and and even just the fact that Jess is part of the announcements and she's part of the show, inmates just really, really. I mean, I, w- I was going to stop Personal, the, pod- the podcast was going to be done. Uh, the only reason I started it was COVID hit. I'm right. Like, okay, God, you gave me this gift of gab, and I don't have anywhere to gab. You don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. And so <laughs> well, you, you know, call my, wife, me, Jay. My, my wife and kids are getting tired <laughs> of hearing my story every, every day. You know. So he said, start a podcast, and so I started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what you should have done during COVID. <laughs> Start a podcast. <laughs> Start a podcast. <laughs> That's what you need to do while I'm at work. And so, so you know, uh, oh, I want you there with me. <laughs> my partner. So I, I, uh, I had every intention of stopping the podcast once the visitors were allowed to come, uh, volunteers were allowed to come back into prison. And at this time, the audio was being sent to the tablets all across the nation. Texas hadn't even got tablets yet, but audio was being the audio podcast was being sent all across the nation. And I was literally just like, is this worth the time, you know, that I spend recording and editing and all this stuff? Is it worth the time? Right. And then I get a letter from a guy in Arizona and he says, hey, I just want you to know that uh, uh, I had the sheet tied to the top of the cell. Mm. Wow. And he said, for some reason, I, oh my gosh. I was supposed to go listen. I felt I felt prompted to listen to your latest podcast. Wow. And it was the one it was the, he said it was the Mother's Day podcast with you and your mom. Oh. And the oh, way the way she just told you and said that she never gave up on you, wow, made me think of my mom who's never given up on me. And that if I do this, if I go through this, I'm giving up on myself, and I'm giving up on her not giving up. Absolutely. And he said, wow. so I did. So I mean, I'm like bawling. I read it to my mom. I'm like, I can't stop doing this. No. So, you know, and, and it's nothing. People, people, you know, when I go speak at parole out here. Uh, with the overcomers class, you know, these are guys that are just getting out of prison. They're like, oh, JDN, I'm a big fan, man. You helped me through this and you helped me through that. I'm like, guys, I'm just the dude behind the mic that God's using. Exactly. That was all that's God right. helping you through all that. I can't take any credit for <laughs> mm-hmm. it. That's right. And that's what it's all about, you know? And, and I don't know why Jessa loves to be behind the mic like I do. Cause she may be just like me. Gemma's like, just like her mom. Right. But man, together, me and Jessa, through the announcements, yeah. just through the announcements, are are getting people reconnected with, or giving them hope that exactly. they can be reconnected with their daughter. Because it's because it's personal, and yeah. people want, and it's real. Yeah. They they want to see inside the the J. Dan Gum family and see how you know uh, you operate with your family, and and when they see that you and your daughter click like that together, man, it's a beautiful thing. I often say that Irella, she has the, we have one that has the ministry heart and oh, uh, she's going to be the one, yeah. you know, that uh, Ella seems to take after the, the least, the ones that are kind of gone astray. Right. Ella will go after them, the ones that are cutting themselves, yeah. you know, and I've wow. noticed that about Ella and uh, worry about her a little bit, yeah. you know, uh, because of that. But uh, I, I know her heart, man. Yeah. And uh, it is, it is just amazing. Um when your own family uh, get involved and they want to be involved yeah. with what you're doing, yes, you know, yes, yes. and uh, it, it's a very, it's a very catchy thing, very good thing. So, but 
we have to be balanced. Uh, man, you're doing such a mighty work, Jay. I tell you, I want to commend you on uh, what you do. I didn't know the severity uh, or the magnitude. Uh, the, the magnitude of this podcast. I, you know, you asked me uh, before. I thought you were in Dallas, and it. You know, we lost touch, and I didn't know you were right here in Waxahachie, right next door to Midlothian, uh, where we're from. But uh, and then Preston came, and he told me he goes. You know, he told me about you when I picked him up. He goes, yeah, I listened to this guy named Jay Dan Gum. And I'm like, well, he's one of my good friends. And he goes, what? Really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And, uh, man, he just, like, lit up the first day he got out of prison, dude. He's and, such a uh, sweet guy. Huh? He's such a sweet 18 guy. 18 years in prison. Went to prison when he was 16 years old, man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, man, he is so on fire. Uh, wants to go out. He got a he got a education down there, welding. And uh, be praying for him. He 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 just wants to find a job, but he's waiting for his birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. But when you gave him that package from uh, Forgiven Felons, man, when you should have seen the look on his face, oh. he was like, "Man, you are, you you uh, uh, you are impacting so many lives in prison." And uh, I didn't like. I said, Preston is the one that really got my eyes open. And then I started going to the prison and asking people down there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I listen to." forgiving felons uh every week you know and i'm and then we got you had us you plugged us and then the letters are yeah. just like overabundance in my uh, p.o box and it's just like wow uh, so god is using you i want to commend you for uh how well, god is using you man i know um I recognize that he's given us a platform and, and, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, the whole reason for background check podcast is to share the the stage with people that have risen above whatever's in their background, you Absolutely. know, and, uh, and that's the reason we do it. You know, every once in a while, uh, on the audio podcast, we used to do, I used to do some solo episodes, but in the video, I don't really do those anymore, you know, and, and cause it's all about, it's all about who's sitting in these chairs. Right. The one, the one thing we all have in common, you know, is Jesus. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. And, uh, and, and, and now because of the reach that God's allowed us to have, man, people right. are writing in from all over the country. Right. Saying that this guest, this, you know, and, 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 and I'll, and I'll forward them to y'all whenever, whenever they write in and go, Oh my gosh, Jimmy and Beth, man, their story changed my life. You know, I'll be sending those, sending those to you. And of course they'll have your address because of the transitional house. So you'll probably get them anyway. Right. Yep. You know? Yep. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm excited, you know, uh, um, I, I love this. I love doing this. I love talking about Jesus mm-hmm. and I love talking to other people about mm-hmm. Jesus and talking to Jesus with them. And that's so, right. so that's, yeah. uh, but you know, it's been, it's been a long, I've thought about it a long time of getting you on, but I, I in my mind, I always thought about, man, he's way out there. You know, he lives way out there. And then I got the studio. I'm like, well, maybe it, you know, we're not so way far apart from any no 20 you know, minutes more yeah so yeah. Yeah. so uh so yeah i'm glad y'all came on the show the, the the one thing i like to do before we end is i like to um have my guests sing um i'm just kidding look at y'all's I you don't a, want I, him to sing. I was just waiting for that, man. I'm you don't like, want him to sing. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's beautiful. You want me to sing? That's I mean, isn't beautiful. that beautiful? Why? Look at her face. No turning back. Oh. No. You had a little turning You back. had a little vibrato in there. I like that. Okay. All right. You asked. No, um, <laughs> The one thing I, I you like. You want me to, to sing another song? No, we're good. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, we're good. I, I'd be glad to. No, we're good. Oh man, come okay. on. Okay, so the one thing I always have my guests do is is, is to look in the camera and uh, 
you know, like I said, we have a big listener base out here, mm-hmm. but we have a bigger listener listener base inside prisons and jails all across the nation. Right. And uh, one thing I'd like to do before y'all leave is, is to maybe have you, Beth, go first uh, and speak in, directly into your camera like you're talking to them, like they're in the room with, with you and you're talking to them. Uh, but also you just give, just give them any message you feel. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit longer to let the Holy spirit just deposit whatever he wants to deposit in your lives, uh, or in your hearts right now in your spirit to, uh, just give a special message to them. Uh, you know, and, and anything else the Holy spirit leads for you to say to them, this is a lot of times it's the most important, the most impactful part of the interview is when they, they just speak from the Holy spirit and, uh, and share. And while y'all are thinking about that, um, I want to do a dad joke. Um, what oh do you, boy. what do you call? So my, my wife or my kids got me this, put it in my stocking. Nice. Dad jokes. Nice. There's a whole book too. It, 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 it says here, it says totally embarrassing dad. Jokes. Oh, even better. <laughs> even um, better. What, what do you call a potato fighting in the Coliseum? A mashed potato. Oh, now that's that's good, but the answer is a gladiator. Oh. <laughs> but if he's losing, he's, he's probably a mashed potato. potato. Yeah, a gladiator. So I like that one. What does it call when a cat wins a dog show? A catastrophe. Catastrophe. I love dad jokes. I do. Um, <laughs> I love them. What? It, evidently, these dads that wrote these uh-huh. have. Uh, I don't know, something with, with cheese and cats. Because 80% of their jokes have to do with cheese and cats. What did I do with my cheese handkerchief? I blew, B-L-E-U, my nose. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. I was just fixing to say that. They're man. so funny. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Those jokes. So, uh, so let's take this time uh, here at the minute at the end of the show here, and, and this is where I play nice worship music behind your your voice, so it'll sound even more spiritual and impacting. Um, but yeah, Beth, if you want to go first, just talk to the camera and just give them give give them all something. These are specifically for the people uh, locked up. Um, my biggest thing that I can say is number one, you're not forgotten. You have been chosen. You are perfect the way that God created you to be you are more loved than you will ever know there is a whole world out here that is not nearly as amazing as the world that you guys have in there for real Um, you guys are going to make it I know that you are there is someone out here for you a godly man a virtuous woman you just have to pray and start praying for them now don't wait until you get out to pray for him. Start praying for him now because they're praying for you. Um, know that you're God's favorite. That if you had a refrigerator, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Mm. He loves you that much. He loves you so much that he chose to die on that cross for you. Even if you were the only person on this earth, he would have died just for you. He loves you that much. Just dig in. Don't let go allow God to just move in your life in ways that you could never even imagine and just wait to be blown away. Cause when God shows up, he shows up and he shows out. Amen. Amen. Yeah, All right, Jimmy. Good word. Yeah. You got to follow that now. All right. <laughs> uh, your camera's push, right there. Big footsteps. All right. Well, um, I first want to say, um, I can relate with each and every one of you. Uh, I've been where you've been 
and I know what it feels like uh, uh, to be incarcerated. Um, but I want to tell you, uh, better days, better things are coming uh, for you. If you are uh, a child of God, and I'm talking to, I want to talk to the people that are not uh, Christians. Maybe you haven't given your life to the Lord, uh, but I want to tell you that's the best decision you'll ever make mm -hmm. in your life is to give your life to the Lord. Because like Beth said, the Lord does love you. He, you are his chosen one. I mean, he, he, uh, he knows you, uh, and he's just waiting for you to surrender to him. So if you've never made that commitment, I, I urge you today to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, for you guys that maybe just got a set off and, uh, you know, don't give up, don't get into that, that slump and, uh, just keep, uh, keep your zeal and your fire going because you will get out, you will get out of prison. And you know what, when you do get out of prison, uh, God is going to use you in a mighty way. And, uh, I, I encourage you that you can do all things through Christ. Start thinking about your ministry because you know, there's, there's so many people that are impacted that could, uh, you could change the course of another person going to prison by, uh, just you being to prison. You can relate to them. Get ready. God is going to use you. Start thinking about your ministry. Start thinking about the name of your ministry. Start thinking about, um, you know, it all starts with the thought. Then it comes with uh, faith to follow up. And you got to have faith to know that it will work. And you know what? We need more people um, to do prison ministry out here. And if you're looking for a church home when you get out, uh, come to Venus, Texas. Yeah. You, you, can, you can come and be a part of my church because you know what? The one thing I want you to know is you're worthy. That's right. And one thing about No Turning Back Ministry is we, we use people. Uh, we don't just watch them. We, we, you know, we just don't put you on the sidelines and you sit on your blessed behind. We, we, want to, we want to fulfill that calling. We want to see how God is going to use you, whether that's preaching, teaching, worshiping, or whatever the case may be, because you are worthy and you need to know that. So I'm excited for each and every one of you uh, to start your new journey because uh, there's some amazing, great things that are happening uh, with, with people that are coming out of prison. And I'm excited for you. And uh, write us a letter, P.O. Box 249, Venus, Texas. We would love to hear from you. And uh, Or if... Uh, the best way, if you want to uh, encounter about the, uh... hang on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end in prayer, and then okay. after prayer we'll talk more about okay. that real All quick. Right. Uh, so so everyone, we're gonna we're gonna end in prayer real quick, and um, I'm gonna pray a general prayer, but you know how we do it. Um, at one point, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer of salvation, and uh, and I'm gonna pray one part, and I want you to repeat the part with Jimmy and Beth. Uh, so y'all say what they're saying, if y'all don't mind repeating that. Sure. Um, and so, so I'm going to pray a general prayer and then you'll know when we switch to a, and if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, you've never accepted him as your Lord and savior. And, uh, and, and you want to make that happen today, just on the Pando app, they have a, a little button that says, accept Christ. Wow. Oh, and awesome. in the last two weeks, wow. uh, about 14 people have hit that. Except oh my gosh. That's that is, and so, that so, so that's why I, I never, once I saw that. Right. Uh, about six months ago, then I'm like, every episode we're going to have a prayer Absolutely. where people have the opportunity. To, wow. You already mentioned it. You didn't even know we we're going to pray the prayer. Right. You already mentioned it and set it up. So, so, uh, so I'm going to pray a general prayer, and then and once we get to that part, uh, I'll make it clear that this is when I want you. If you're if you want to 
want today to be that day, no matter where you are, whether you're in a cell by yourself or wherever they let y'all watch tablets, day room, whatever. Uh, you just pray it after, after, uh, after I do with Jimmy and Beth. All right, here we go. Father in Jesus name, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for this, uh, this episode, God, we thank you for Jimmy and Beth's story. We thank you for the Jesus story in Jimmy and Beth. Yes. Lord. We thank you that yes. you brought both of them yes. on the journey that you've brought them to and through. And Lord, we thank you that that their lives have been impacted by 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 you so much that now so many other lives are being impacted for the kingdom through Jimmy and Beth. And we thank you for their family. We thank you for their business. We thank you for uh, everything they do, the transitional house, the prison ministry. We thank you, Lord, that, that they're able to touch lives for the kingdom in ways that not many know how or can. And so we thank you for their um, for their favor. We pray favor over everything they do, whether it's business, whether it's uh, Beth's job, whether it's their family, whatever. We pray for favor, even in their prison ministry. Lord, open doors for them that uh, that they didn't even know needed to be open. Yes, that you have waiting for them, Lord. We pray. We pray. Um, uh, favor like they've never experienced it before in 24 Lord 2024 we pray favor and we pray that even more lives are going to be impacted for the kingdom because of them so right now if you've never given your heart to the Lord and you want to do that right now I want you to pray this prayer with me Father in Jesus name Father in Jesus, Jesus name. name by your Holy Spirit by your, by your Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit I confess with my mouth I confess with my mouth believe in my heart Believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, died on the cross for my sins, for my sins, and rose again, and rose again after three days, after three days. And I need a savior, and I need a savior. And I ask you to come into my heart, and I ask you to come into my heart today, today, and help me to live, and help me to live for you, for you. Put the right people in my path, put the right people in my past to disciple me. To disciple me. To help me make you Lord of all. To help me make you Lord of all. Thank you for my new heart. Thank you for my new heart. Help me to renew my mind. Help me to renew my mind. As I grow in you. As I grow in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, if you prayed that prayer, hit that button so that I know and then I can share with them. Absolutely. And we can celebrate. If you prayed that prayer, all of heaven is celebrating right now. That's right. They're throwing you a pep rally. Yep. And uh, and we celebrate with heaven for you and your new life, your new life. Make sure you uh, go on Pando. And again, that little category that says fresh start. Pando has all kinds of videos that that talk about what you what you can expect and what you can do as a part of salvation, baptism, everything else. The next thing you need to do is get baptized as soon as uh, as soon as the opportunity comes at your unit. Uh, but write us and let us know that the story of, of Jimmy and Beth. Um, and no turning back ministries impacted your life to the point where you you gave your heart to Jesus today. Mm. We love y'all. Don't let your background hold you back. Make it pay you back. Jimmy and Beth, thank y'all so much for coming today and thank sharing you your story. Y'all yes. are amazing. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you for all you do for the people you do it for and for just being uh, an example, a kingdom power couple and power family for the kingdom of God. We love y'all. Thank you for having us, Jay. Oh, really and now it. listen, if you want to uh if you want information on on no turning back uh for the transitional house, again, you only you only take SOs. Right. Correct. Right? Okay. So, if you're not an SO, write me, all right? Uh and uh but if you are an SO and 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 uh, we know it's hard to find uh, places uh, these days because they're always full. But you we just know the struggle. You just open the house, yeah. and you're probably going to open some more. Right. You know, yes. uh, keep going, keep going. So, I, I'm probably 
as far as the SOs go that we do take, we do take one charge. Okay. That's a big thing to let everybody know yes. right off the bat so that people don't write and get disappointed because right. we don't want to disappoint anybody. So if you have multiple, so if you have multiple charges, uh, they can't do that at this time. So, uh, just be okay with that. And, uh, and God will provide a way for you. Absolutely. Um, but, um, uh, they write you for an application. Yeah. Uh, the best, really the best way, uh, to really, uh, we get so many letters and, uh, it's hard uh, to go through all of the letters, but the best way, if somebody's really serious is to have your loved one call, uh, is it okay to give my number? Yeah, absolutely. I'll put it. I'll even put it on the okay. screen as you say. Is, it. Uh, is my number. Okay. And that is eight one seven two six six five four nine nine, and that is the best way to uh, get in touch with us. My phone is on twenty four seven, so uh, instead of like me, you know, uh, maybe didn't get to read your letter, or it, it uh, you know goes by the wayside, uh, you know, you can call us, <clears throat> and uh, it's okay if you want to call, but. You can you can write too. So awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, have your family call. Uh, I'll put the number again up on the screen, and uh, and yeah, call. And then and then and, I mean, by the, if they call, then you'll send them an application. Well, you know what, application process is really just uh, you know usually I don't even do that. If I if I talk to somebody on the phone and they tell me about their loved one, I look them up, see if they're a good fit. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them right there, hey, you're we can skip the application process, okay? You know, all right, and I'll take them right then, you Perfect. know, and I'll send them an acceptance letter uh, right then. Awesome, uh, so awesome. Did that way we get to know a little bit about the individual, you know, and we learn through about their, their loved ones as well, right? Through exactly. the mother. Uh, and I'll tell y'all something else. What I've what I've learned is uh, the power of a praying mama is so real, and it stems from uh, everybody incarcerated has a mama, and them uh, just like my mama, just like Jay's mama, they prayed for us, and that has a lot to do with uh, where you are and where you're going too. Yeah. So yeah, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on once again. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate all you do. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate right. you, too. Thank so. you for not okay. letting your background hold you back. All right. Making it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm Jaden Gum, and this has been Background Check.